Howdy. How are you? Welcome to the Completely Unnecessary Podcast for Tuesday, December 15th, 2020. The weather's getting frightful outside. Alongside Ian Ferguson, I am packed country. On the show today, Zack Snyder is cool. I'll also be talking about CD Projekt Red apologizing for cyberpunk issues. Tons of Star Wars and MCU stuff in the works. A Watermelon Games Paprium update, which is surprising, and lots more stuff. Uh, Ian, how was your weekend? We did a, we did a certain NES marathon, right? We did. We did a certain NES marathon, and uh, it went well. What did we end up raising in total? We raised... Uh, it's still up for you guys to... I don't know when it shuts down, technically, on Tiltify. $16,840 to support Feeding America. That's a lot of meals. Hungry Americans. Thanks to anyone who participated, uh, who donated, obviously, to the guests for coming out. We had Norm on the phone at one point, then we had Andre, then we had Andre, Gerard, and Alex on the phone. Uh, so it, it was it was a good time. So we had a lot of we had an AVGN cameo. You can rewatch it on my Twitch channel, uh, Country Code. Go back and watch it if you want. No, it was fun. Thanks uh, to all the sponsors. Thanks to the sponsors, moderators in the chat the room. Mods. Um, yeah, everyone who made it happen uh, came together in two weeks, and um, you all raised a ton of money, which uh, honestly more than I expected for yeah. the the sort of year we've been having. And even in comparison to um, you know the marathon last year, which went you know uh, just over twenty four hours, and um, we 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 beat last year's amount by by, uh, by like four, not an, four thousand yeah amount almost. A, a significant amount so yeah so so it probably in terms of this was the shortest marathon we've ever done but we probably raised the most money per hour than any other marathon so that that's good thanks thanks to you all and in uh, uh pat won back his pro wrestling title that was that was <laughs> yep yeah, which we can't find so if uh, i can't, can't find, find it, it we'll have to replace the belt yeah i have no idea where how do you is. lose a belt it's like that big vani is very good at uh, cleaning and shuffling stuff around, and it probably just got put in the spare bedroom, and I don't know where it is. Okay, likely story. Yeah. All right. I mean, I don't, I don't need to hold up to the belt that badly. Well, I'm just saying. It's a, it's... Okay, well, well, we'll get it at some point. I'll repo it at some point. Um, then uh, it was fun. We, we did our uh, our yearly Tecmo Super Bowl ch- uh, coach challenge. It was always a fun highlight. Uh, more fun than it should seem. Yeah, that and uh, the, the the coaches challenge in Tecmo Super Bowl, and um, every year that we do uh, Tecmo Cup soccer, yeah, it's always fun. Um, they're fun. And then uh, the ice hockey this year was sixteen to one. So Ian held his own at first. He, he he did all right. He did he did it right for like half the first period. Then then the wall broke. The wall came. Yeah, but the wall broke, and we started <laughs> talking, and I I started caring significantly less. But um, you know, I've had worse years. Oh yes, you have. I think I, I think you had like I think it was twenty to two one year or something like that, or something. I was like twenty six to something one year. Twenty six, so it was respectable. If, if, so if you had, if you had if you had the if it was 15 if 16 and a half was the, was the line you 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 beat the line there Ian. if it was negative 16 and a half. yeah <laughs> um so besides that the, the electoral college voted 
which uh, most importantly means Pat gets his payout on Predicted.org finally. Oh, nice. My money was tied up, and now my money's out. Some of them are not closed yet. Some are not closed. Some are not closed. Half my money is back in my pocket where it should be with with, with my gains. Uh, but there's still ones open there. Um, like what party will win Wisconsin is still open? Give me my money. Give me my money. It's decided. Pay that man give his me, money. Give me my money. Thank you. Thank you to any if any if any folks bet against me. Thank you so much for the money. Uh, we'll see you again hopefully in four years. And this and this time, I'll, I'll get the odds even better up front, so I'll make even more money. So I, I appreciate that out there. Uh, Game Awards uh, happen, Ian. They did. Um, this is probably the first year in five six years I did not watch one second. I tried to follow, follow along at some point and complain about, well, there's no rewards. But this year I'm like, I don't care. Fuck this. Plus, I was prepping for the marathon as well. So that's probably why. Because this happened on what? Thursday? Yeah. I yeah. was tr- trying to prep and and not think about other stuff. So uh, was it Thursday? It was Thursday. So what what did you get out of the Game Awards? What did, what did you like? Um, I, I wasn't. I, I did not intend wonderful. to pay attention either, but I was at work and... Um, it was just in front of my face all day. So I was paying attention to it. I really didn't get anything out of it. I don't want to sound overly negative. It's, it's, it's an E3 event at this point. It's an and E3 event. That's and it is. it's... Since it would have an E3 this year. So It's as much about um, announcements as it is the awards. And every time that I get my hopes up that maybe something... Out of the ordinary, will win an award. Like Hades was up for many awards, and The Last of Us Two ended up taking many of the awards. A game that was split down the middle critically when it came out, and also was um, you know created under tons and tons of crunch. You know, ended up taking a lot of the awards, and it just it feels cynical. I, it's not you know the people who who shout you know there was uh, money involved or or buy offs. That's not how it is, but it is a case of a bunch of people throwing an awards show who don't want to upset the status quo too much. They exist to kind of make each other feel comfortable. Um, a, a, a game such as The Last of Us 2 that had to be created under tons and tons of crunch should not get um, best game direction. It just shouldn't. You're not managing your your title. But if you, but it's it would be the same game potentially with or without the crunch, though? I'm, I'm talking to say- about direction. Actual direction. I'm not even talking about game of the year. I'm talking about talking about the direction and the creation of the game. You should not receive the best game but is, direction. But is, that, but is that a qualifier for that, though? Yes. When they vote, it is. Crunch is a qualifier for I would direction. say if you have to crunch and you're getting an award for best direction, you should not be getting that award. Okay. I mean, when, you, they, get, when they give best, best director to a, a, a film, I mean... I mean I'm sure there's crunching on, on those films. That Maybe happens. it's time to change that. Okay. I, when I look at direction, I look at that's more the the artistic side, not like the production side of it. Okay. But, Anyways, okay. but that, that's I, your I, argument. Okay. Um, other than that, I it was nice to see uh, No Man's Sky finally um, win the continuing uh, game award. Basically, there's an award every year for best continuing game. They usually put things like Fortnite um, and Apex Legends on there. Uh, no Man's Sky was on there last year and they did not win they did win this year and it was funny watching um, uh, him accept the award because when they were announcing it you can see it, it when they show the screens of all the 
potential winners in the background, you can see him grab a beer and take a drink. He was not expecting to win. So when the award was announced, he was genuinely surprised. <laughs> and it was, it, was a, it, was, it was nice to see. Um, I, I think all the people who were upset with No Man's Sky when it came out were, were justified. But I've never seen a uh, developer or a studio go out of their way the way Hello Games has to turn that around and make it right. They didn't just patch it a couple times and say, fuck it, we're moving on to our next game. They've well, stuck with that game for four years. They saw there's a long tail problem. If we improve the game, more people will buy it. We'll turn around our rep. We can put out a new game maybe maybe down the line. Now, yeah, now they already so- did. They put out a smaller indie game uh, earlier this yeah. year, this summer. They had a, a, I mean, they're a small team. When they when that game was made, it was 20 people, and I don't think it's much larger than that. No. Yeah, it's for, for, for that team of that size, for a game like that, it's a big deal. You know, that was, that was at the forefront of the PS4, uh, you know, uh, advertising. So, um, let's see what else. Uh, a, a roguelike tactical game, Endless Dungeon, coming to consoles and PC. That was announced. Uh, there you go. That's interesting. Um, did Nintendo have any announcement out there? No, they do their own thing. They, they announced a new Smash character that half people bitched about, of course. What, Sephiroth? Uh, Sephiroth is yeah. coming. And honestly, most uh, of the people I saw were very happy about there's it. There's only people I- bitching about it, which is like, whatever. There always is. It seemed to be less than normal. I didn't see, you know, the outrage that happened, like, when, um, at Terry, you know, was, oh, yeah, was suggested it and people didn't know who it was. <laughs> uh, so it was nice. Yeah, it's another anime sword boy, but that's kind of what yeah, Smash the, revolves around. Yeah, at unfortunately. This point. That's the only thing I get. It's like, yeah, it's another, another guy with hair with, with the sword. It's like, yeah, we have like 12 of those. I get that. How about, uh, Perfect Dark? That was kind of a, Kind of cool to see uh, tr- a little look at the trailer now. Yeah, it's interesting to see that they go back to it every once in a while. There was one at the every launch t- of the 360. Yeah, uh, perfect so, Dark wow. Zero. So it's been a while. Also, a bunch of stuff that I don't know enough necessarily to comment oh. on, but there was uh, Dead Space Spiritual Sequel was announced. Uh, Left for Dead Spiritual Sequel called Back for Blood was announced. I'm actually kind of looking forward to that. Um Trying to see what else. Oh, they showed that Vin Diesel is going to be in the new Ark, the Dinosaur yeah, Hunter. That, that's or, or, well in the new in Ark Two. Uh, yeah, and he's going to be. He's basically a dinosaur hunter. This a dinosaur right? hunter. Yeah, yeah, he's basically Torok. Vin Diesel has, Vin Diesel is Torok almost. Uh, Super Meat Boy Forever launch date uh, trailer. Uh, I didn't know that was even coming out. Um, Evil Dead the game looks interesting. I saw the trailer of that it looks like a co op killing. Uh, you know. They're not zombies or deadites or whatever, but but they look like zombies though. That's what's kind of weird. It's like a zombie thing, but it's a co-op game where you, where Ash is there and you play as another character. And then of course, just just to get under my skin, just to do it. Oh yeah, I saw. Just to do it, <laughs> Epic uh, announced a limited time uh, bundle for their online shooter Warframe uh, with un- Unreal Tournament weapon bundle. Yeah. So just to just to just to tweak you that they realize that franchise still exists, we'll throw three three awesome weapons from that game because the weapons are awesome into another game and give you that. There you go. Just just to do it, just to, just to do it, and you, you get the, a rocket launcher, a flak cannon, and a shock rifle. That's what you get. I and I have no idea about this game or what you do, uh, but um, they're going to get you those those awesome weapons in the game. Yeah, I don't know much about Warframe. People seem to say that it's one of the better free-to-play games. But uh, I downloaded it and tried to get into it, and immediately was like, this is, this is too much for me. Too involved? Too, emo- too well, involved. Well, they're aliens. 
With, with armor on? I, 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 don't I guess. I honestly did not yeah, I, get I far mean, enough in to really figure it out. I was like, maybe I don't want to play this. And I just well, turned it on. Real tournament. A lot of guys with sunglasses looking cool. and you know, Who doesn't love cool guys? Basically, the guys from Unreal... Uh, went into Gears of War. Like it's like those are the same guys yes. went into Gears of War. They th- that's basically the similar sort of like look to them. Um, and gals, there's gals in Unreal as well. That's one of the one of the cool things about Unreal. Not to spin up Unreal. It's one of the earlier games like that where you could customize your character. You know, first person shooter in the late nineties. It was it was it was very interesting to do that. You know, then you can download skins and fiddle around and do stuff. Anyway, uh, so that was a Game Awards. But we got also a real reveal of uh, Ghosts and Goblins Resurrection. Oh boy, this looks pretty good. This was kind of surprising. This is this is coming out in uh, was it February? February. So I always like to get these trailers like only two months before the game comes out because it's like oh shit, we probably know it's definitely coming out, and uh, it's not a long wait. That's the, that's the way to do it. You keep it close to close to the vest. Keep the cards close to your heart. Keep them right there. So, uh, what did you think about this uh, this trailer here? Um, I'm interested in playing it, but I have to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of the art style. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I'm I, not. You know why I like it? You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of sort of like um, pop-up book art that's old. I can see that. It, it's um, like, it's it's weird. When I look at it, I'm right on the borderline of liking it, but there's just something about the way it moves that throws it all off for it, me. It, I, it's it's close. It's it's It's... Very close to something that I'd like, but yeah, I just, I don't know. It doesn't look like the generic 3D, regular shitty graphics on half these games. It's a little bit different than that. You know what I mean? It's a little bit more refined than that, a little more style stylized. Yeah. At least to me. They tried also, something new. It doesn't yeah. quite hit the mark for me, but okay. I will still play the game. I'll still give it a shot. Like, like when you and look at the anime, like look at the big characters, it almost looks like it's hand, it's hand-drawn graphics. Mm-hmm. Like they hand-draw some of this stuff in. It looks like I said, it looks like, because I have a pop-up book that's like sort of gothic themed. I went back and found it online because I remember it horrified me as a child and I bought it. I don't know if I ever showed you that. And it kind of has like a gothic almost tinge to the style here. So, um, I'm not the biggest fan of the franchise because of the, the difficulty, but I appreciate the the style and the, and the the theme theme of it. And so, uh, yeah, this is a game. Of, what do you think it's probably cost like fifteen bucks for this? It's twenty bucks, fifteen to twenty. Yeah, I think it's, I think I think it's, I'm I'm oh, I'm I'm, uh, I'm I'm more bullish than Ian on that. Surprisingly, what I do think is interesting is they did announce a Capcom arcade collection. I can't remember. Exactly oh, I didn't see what that. It's called, um, yeah, it's, I think Game Wars announced it. Yes, uh, or they announced it online in tandem with the announcement of this on the Game Awards. Uh, so it will come with, I believe, it's 1943 for free, and then they're going to be doing a bunch of different. Uh, download packages that cover uh, various eras. I don't have it directly in front of me, but I think it's like it's like 82 to 88, 88 to like 91 and then like 91 to 2000 or something like that. So you'll pay like 10 bucks per pack or whatever. Something like that. Something like that. Um, I'm always into the arcade game uh, package collections, especially if it's ported well. I don't know who's porting this, but of course everyone's already asking you know, hoping that M2 is doing the porting. I believe that comes out in February and uh, I'm looking forward to that. You can buy last-minute Christmas presents at UltimateNintendo.com. It's the 15th. I would highly recommend Order them, like, now. Like, order right, them right, this right as you're go- hearing the podcast on, on, your, on your iPod, if you still have a, a first-gen iPod from, like, 2000. Order right now, because the warehouse gets backed up, and then the shipping, uh, you know, media email, depending on where you are, can take up to, like, five days. Things slow down. Get your order in at UltimateNintendo.com. 
Also, you got enamel pins. You got the RBI baseball stickers. I sold I sold some here. We've sold a lot of t-shirts. The My Man t-shirt is on sale for $14.99. And we've sold a bunch of those. A lot of mediums left. Not a lot of medium My Man wearers right now. So get your medium My Man shirts. But yeah, ultimatenintendo.com. Get in your book order like My today. Medium, get it today. And you have a good sh- chance to get it before Christmas. If you order it by Friday... I'm hoping you're in the Midwest, closer to the warehouse, to get it in like a couple of days. <laughs> you know, how do you send your packages? Have I send them? Yeah, how do you send them? Oh, those just go uh, the first class, but the books go from the warehouse, medium mail. Okay, no, I was just going to say. I mean, uh, for all the shit people give the USPS, they're usually pretty good around Christmas. I mean, yeah, you give them slight delays. You give them three days, and I mean, they they know that everyone's waiting until the last minute. I've I have embarrassingly sent out Christmas packages with like three days to go, and people have gotten them, but don't. But I, I would Don't not wait. recommend doing no. that. So, no, because yes. you see that you, people rush even a week before. The weird, the, the weird thing, I guess the good thing this year is that Chris is on a Friday. So this weekend's the last chance for everyone to sit down and buy presents. That's five days before. There's a shot that you can get it shipped there by yeah. Thursday, but it's not guaranteed you'll get there by Thursday. Right. Because they don't deliver mail on Christmas. So you basically want your stuff in the mail by like Friday, like a, like a full seven days before to have a chance even for first class, depending on where we are. But ultimatenintendo.com. There you go. Uh, go 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 for it. Uh, we want to skip about the p- Scottish parents thing? Yeah, we're, we're going to skip I mean, you're Scottish, but we'll skip it. Bye, Scottish parents. Okay. Zack Snyder's in the news again. He's for, always cool. For being a really cool dude. Look, I I don't have the energy to rail on this for, for much longer than just this point anymore, but uh, Zack Snyder, I was talking, I believe, yesterday or the day before, it was on the internet yesterday about how his uh, new four-hour cut, uh, highly Christ. anticipated, uh, according to EW, is going to be uh, likely get receiving an R rating. And, and for a theatrical release, it said. Might get a theatrical release. Yeah. Uh, here's, here's one piece of information nobody knows. He says, the movie is insane and so epic and is probably rated R. That's one thing I think will happen, that it will be an R-rated version for sure. <laughs> There's one scene where Batman drops an F-bomb. Cyborg is not too happy with what's going on with his life before he meets the Justice League, and he tends to speak his mind. (laughs) And Steppenwolf is pretty much just hacking people in half. So the rating would be due to violence and profanity. Probably both. Fuck yeah, dude! I can't like you. Wow! (laughs) What what is there more to say? You can't can't satirize the man. He's... He he is he is the uh, embodiment of a fourteen year old who wants attention. Yes, it's all, when, he, when he, and we're when giving he, it to him. When he talks about superhero stuff, it's always about oh, it's cool because Batman just you know just beat up this guy. Really, it's never about like the, the the underlying themes of the superheroes or why people are into the superhero, like why people enjoy Superman for right. what he represents. You know, what does Wonder Woman represent? You know, like, it's never that. It's always like, yeah, someone gets their ass kicked. It's like, that's not, that's part of the superhero experience. That's not what draws you indirectly to the superhero experience in general. Zack Snyder is the type of person who looks at Judge Dredd and at face value goes, yeah, that's a cool dude, instead of realizing that it's yes. satire. Yeah, Spider-Man beats up bank robbers all the time. That's not necessarily why I bought the comics as a kid, to see him beat up bank robbers. That's not like, that's like... 8% of the experience. That's not most of it. You know what I mean? It's it's insane. It, it's just like like when, who who's who's seen Steppenwolf is is hacking people in half going, "Yeah, that's what I want to see." Yeah. There are people. Out yeah. There. there are lots of them. 
Unfortunately. Yeah. Woo! Off the chain, yo. It's ridiculous. Um, it's, it's ridiculous. Seppin' Wolf looks like he's covered in and, staples. And Batman dropping the F-bomb is just... Has he ever cursed Batman? Like, I mean, like... I, I don't know, and I don't... He's usually and proper, and, like... He's usually, like, self... You know, he never lets himself get that angry. You know? I'm absolutely nuts. certain Batman has stubbed his toe and gone, Fuck! Before, but I, like... I, I don't... The thing is, I don't really care if Batman swears. I could conceivably see Batman swearing. It's the bragging about oh, Batman yeah, sure. swearing like, like, in yeah, your movie. Yeah, that's it's the, not like he's breaking some... Card. He's not breaking some, like code to me that I think is is uh is uh what's the word I'm looking for um whatever you you, you can't touch it but it's it's the bragging it's the bragging about the swearing so in a tipsy topsy sort of um where we're crazy he had an actual like kind of better thought out reaction than Christopher Nolan to the to the to the uh, controversy about putting these streaming on HBO Max, which is like sh- shocking, but that's the world we're in right now. Oh, Nolan's response is absolutely just ridiculous. And I saw him say, "Well, you know, the actors are supposed to get a cut of the theatrical," and I'm like, "I get that, but they got the, the studio's got to make their money back, or they're fucked." Like that's if what you it comes don't out put to. out these movies, then the right. movies stop, and there's no more there's, movies. Then for there's them no more new movies. In. Then we right. can't make new movies. So it's like you can cry and stomp your feet, and I kind of get the disappointment, but it, you, there's nothing else that anyone can do at this point. So, so Snyder, to his credit, actually had a a, a more nuanced reaction than than Nolan did when it came to this. But also, probably because well, he's getting tons of money from you know HBO to finish this. Right, that, you know, right. he's too. getting a lot of money from <laughs> HBO Max to do this. Yeah. So, um, so I thought we were kind of getting really close to the, to the ideal theatrical window where you still had marketing material out there. And you had, hadn't forgotten about the film by the time it came out on DVD or streaming. I thought we were starting to hone in on that sweet spot, but this kind of throws a monkey wrench in the works. Well, we got to get the vaccine. We got to get people. We got to get safe again. Yeah, I mean, for like Mark- I said, in other parts of the world are doing better. So theatrical release in other parts of the world haven't been totally locked down like here. So, I think China's back to theatrical releases. Other parts of the world, we're, we're just we're, we're the we have what was it I saw yesterday? We 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 have four percent of the world's cases, twenty percent of the deaths in the world so we are doing horribly at this it's not lining up um i had uh said something about Zack snyder online when this came out last night and someone responded to me and they're like yeah Zack seems weird but you know joss whedon's no better and i i'm just i'm saying um, that i'm thinking it's like joss whedon is no good Zack snyder is no good christopher nolan no good you know what the nice thing is these people aren't running for an elected office. I don't have to pick one no, of them to like. I, 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 can, I can just not like all three of them. It doesn't always have to be a competition. Uh, hey, Zack Snyder might be a, a fine fine person to get a sandwich with me, talk about, but I don't want him directing my superhero movies. Sure. I, I, that's the thing. Sure. I, I just don't. I'd love to hear... Well, maybe not. <laughs> I'd love to hear his ideas for like a Powerpuff Girls or a Dexter's Lab reboot, but I probably oh, wouldn't he, want to hear that. Will it into existence, <laughs> Zack Snyder. You know, over a cup of coffee and a sandwich, Powerpuff, but I, I don't, I don't want to see it come to fruition. Powerpuff Girls breaking people's jaws and faces exploding <laughs> when, they, when they punch them. That's his version of it. Uh, so anyway, I, I thought it was interesting that he actually had a more reasonable response to it, where it's like, yeah, it, it sucks. We thought we are getting somewhere... You said it was kind of a knee-jerk reaction, but... Um, you can't you be know. the worst person all the time. No. And like I said, it's only when it comes to this... He's like in Arrested Development as a 15-year-old comic book fan for, when it comes to that stuff. Sure. Unfortunately, most 15-year-olds sh- shouldn't be 
getting hundreds of millions of dollars to direct these big tentpole pictures. That's that's the problem. Someone yeah. else put it as uh, never before has someone failed upwards so much that they're now flying, which is basically <laughs> the truth. Well, I don't know if he failed upwards. Like the Dawn of the Dead movie, he did did very well. I think that's what shot him up. And I saw that and enjoyed that Dawn of the Dead. Like I did, but Watchmen was it was not it. Was not it. And obviously, obviously, three hundred. Three hundred was a huge success. I so. forget that three hundred was a huge success. I did not like success. it, but yes, it was a success. I can't take that away. Like from that, him. It, honestly, that's his peak. Like yes, that's what he should be doing. That movie. Yeah, because I think it was that like yeah, Dawn of the Dead, three hundred, then Sucker then, Punch, then Watchmen was Watchmen. What? Yeah, Watchmen was two thousand nine. Okay, so if there was something between between uh, three hundred and God, that long ago. That's why I moved out here partially. I mean, I, went, I came to Comic Con, so. So that's why I thank Zack Snyder for that, for getting me out to, San, uh, to, to California before I saw that trailer. I was like, yeah, it looks interesting, but that's not my Watchmen. But anyway, Zack Snyder is cool. Thanks, Zacky Snacky. Okay, SNK had a... Had a this, is, uh, uh, this is breaking. Update. Uh, I need a break more than an update there. Uh, SNK Global had tweeted, a brand new console is coming from SNK in 2021. A system to bridge the needs between fa- passionate games passionate fans and console gaming enthusiasts and then they had who is the best player with a little wi-fi symbol yeah and neo geo is there so my first thought is this this can't be just a, a neo geo little all-in-one console because then that's not fair that's not a, a new console it has nothing to do with with gaming like console gaming enthusiasts it has to be something different well they considered the neo geo uh the neo geo x to be a new console I mean, so I, 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 I don't think that SNK is going to come out and um, I don't think this is going to be a brand new console with, you know, that they're courting developers to make brand new games for. I think this is likely going to be a system to bridge the needs between passionate fans. Advertising speak and, means nothing. And console gaming enthusiasts with a Wi-Fi symbol. I'm, I, my it's guess not going to be their version of Stadia, because that to me is not a, a system. That's no. a platform. It's not a console. My guess is that it's going to be a collection of fighting games with online multiplayer. That's that's my guess. Okay, I definitely online multiplayer. Yeah. That, makes I, sense. That That's my guess, is that that's what it's going to be. Um, they have, you know, they've been releasing... Uh, versions of a lot of their popular games with online play um, included on Steam and on consoles. Um, you know, Garo, Mark of the Wolves. I think there was a Samurai Showdown 5. Uh, they released a version of King of Fighters 97 with online play. They did the Ultimate Match of 98 in 2002. So they have a lot of these one-off games that they've released with online with online capability so put, built put, in. put them in a box then with some some Wi-Fi or internet. My then. guess is that we're going to... Yeah, exactly. Leaderboard, we'll get the, it in a plug-and-play box program leaderboards or whatever and... Precisely. Leaderboards and... Track you know, your stats. Um, okay, that's... that's that, But that's a decent product. That's, that is something I, I think... That has more appeal to me than um, just the mini consoles. Because yeah. I would actually get a chance to play the games... The way the majority of them are meant and to be played, which is with someone else. It doesn't be super expensive because it's just going to be an emulator box right. thrown in a better shell. It could be a hundred dollars or so, or so at most for all these games that give you a controller, and then may, or maybe they give you a cool, you know, like an old school Neo Geo controller. Like, I'm thinking you know, they'll probably either pack in one of those pa- CD pads or okay. they'll pack in one of the yeah the sticks. All right, but this this could fulfill a little a little need. That's not there. You're saying like that's the whole point about your console. Don't try to find a niche. 
or need you fill the hole of something that exists like hey people want to play all the you know these SNK fighters multiplayer in a, in a nice way and I don't think it's I mean yes Maybe. you can already do that there's this there's no need for this but I think if you put them all in one place sure and you charge a reasonable amount for it you're going to get people who buy it again just to have the one ecosystem plus, plus a Neo Geo collector is going to find that interesting some crazy neo geo collector will want like oh this is the new neo geo console even though it's not really a new console whereas i passed on the uh the mini i i would not pass on this if it's something remotely close to what we just described okay well that's interesting and then finally uh and a sad note sad note um pornhub uh was big news in the big news they 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 um got rid of like all of their non-verified videos on pornhub which was like most of them so, like, I guess they have a system where it's like YouTube where you get verified, like, you're the person uploading the videos you create. So, so if, you, if you just upload random videos, that's all gone on Pornhub now, which is like people were saying, crying, oh, my, my playlist is gone, all my stuff, because that's how Pornhub, Pornhub existed by people uploading, like, YouTube or uploading random shit. Then right. it got into, wow, now Polar Stars are using it in companies. <laughs> so, on a, on a funnier note, I had a video on Pornhub. Before, before, you, before you go nuts, someone took all the uh, dominatrix parts from the, from my old Alicia Dragoon video from 2011 and just put up like her like four minutes of screen time and just put it up on a video on Pornhub. So that's gone, unfortunately. And I tweeted that out uh, yesterday and that, I thought that was that was funny. What was what was more important though is that they didn't take the the, the uncensored version of from from the DVD. Now I'm advertising that you can buy the DVD with the uncensored one. They took the blurry YouTube one where you don't see your, see the boobies. <laughs> Um, so, so if you want that, you can go to ultimatenow.com and buy, buy Pat the NES Punk Volume 3, and you can get that uncensored Alicia Dragoon version. I just thought that was funny. That's all. Do you, do you have a, did you have a video on Pornhub in a secret video that's no. now gone? No. Did you know anyone who had a secret video on Pornhub that's now gone? That's, that's gone? Not I knew to, one person that had videos on Pornhub. Not one to person. my knowledge. Not to your knowledge. Okay. Well, there you go. For anyone out there that's saddened about that. There's always other other alternative sites. All right, that's it for the intro. We're done. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. All right. Ian, um, CD Projekt Red recently apologized since their uh, launch of Cyberpunk 2077 has been, we'll just call it a little bit uh, bumpy. Yeah, definitely bumpy. And um, that's kind of what I was alluding to last week. So if you're playing it on a PC, apparently... uh, you know, people, Master Race PC. People, I hate that. Um, if you're playing it on PC, apparently you're having about as good of a time as you can. If if you, uh, there are people who think the story sucks. There are people who think that certain things are generic, but it's playing at least how it, it's nice. It, 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 it looks great, smooth. It, it play. It looks nicely. It plays the way it should. Um, and then you know all the other. You know, the, the review at that point comes down to what you feel about the story, the mechanics, and things like that. But at least those people are, be, are able to play it. Um, apparently, though, 
anyone playing it on a PlayStation 4 or an Xbox One is having a much less than stellar time. Especially the base, the base console. Especially, especially the base units. Um, and people are saying that it's full of bugs, uh, crashes, hard crashes. I've seen lots of uh, pictures where it looks like the models never fully kind of like load into the game they look like playstation 3 quality graphics really so it's like it's getting them in kind of gradually (laughs) yeah like an old jpeg in the 90s loading up layer by layer it does look very very poor so few things that i really want to touch on here there's a lot of things to say but first we'll start with uh CDPR's uh, apology on their now notorious yellow background that no one ever wants to see. Yeah, don't go don't, don't do black on yellow background. That's hard to read. Dear gamers, first of all, we would like to start God. by apologizing to you for not showing the game on base last-gen consoles before it premiered, mm-hmm. and in consequence, not allowing you to make a more informed decision about your purchase. We should have paid more attention to making it play better on PlayStation 4 so, and Xbox One. This is the real crux, and yeah. everything after it means nothing to me, really. So I guess I guess that they were not allowing reviews of the PS4 and regular Xbox One. They were not showing it on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. They were not allowing uh, reviews of it on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One. Um, and a lot of people think now that this has come out... That's why. This is why... Uh, well, no, that, but this is also why people... They didn't want people streaming it if you got the game early. Oh, is that why? Was okay. Because a lot of people were playing it on these these base systems and it had nothing to do with the story people can easily be like oh i don't want spoilers thanks i cannot okay. watch the this cover. stream okay yeah that's the cover for no we don't want people seeing that it, it run. It, it basically doesn't run we don't want people streaming it to you know a thousand people and being like wow why isn't this broken this game so they go on to say this this middle part i'm not going to read verbatim but the middle part basically details how there is a number of patches coming there's going to be a large patch in january another large patch in february mm-hmm. it won't make the game they say it won't make the game on last gen look like it's running on a high spec PC or next gen console but it will be closer to that experience than it is now then they go on to say this I'll I'll read uh, word for word finally we would always like everyone who buys our games to be satisfied with their purchase we would appreciate it if you would give us a chance but if you are not pleased with the game on your console and don't want to wait for updates you can opt to refund your copy For copies purchased digitally, please use the refund system of PSN or Xbox, respectively. For boxed versions, please first try to get a refund at the store where you bought the game. Should this not be possible, please contact us, and we will do our best to help you. Starting from today, you can contact us for a week up until December 21st. So the reason I wanted to bring that up is, before we even get into the loads of problems here, there was an update... Uh, this morning uh, on Update. Kotaku uh, about an hour ago. Um, so oh, I didn't see that. Is that okay? Uh, CD Projekt Red managers clarified that refunds for Cyberpunk 2077 will be subject to existing retailer policies. Well, sure, they can't. They can't. They can't tell Walmart what to do. No, they can't. <laughs> During a call with investors yesterday, and said the company is not encouraging is not encouraging anyone to return the game. Um, Right, and I think anyone smart would realize that, but in that very apology, they made it sound like there was some sort of special thing going on to get 
refunds. They did. They made it sound like go get we were we're work. They made it sound like we're working something out. Go refund your game. Um, and apparently, they, I mean, they, they're saying that to cover their ass. They well, know that they need they need the money. And apparently, the investors were not particularly pleased with I them telling people to go get refunds. I would say, hey, give money back. If I've been waiting for this game to come out, get my money back for for seven years. <laughs> so I mean, they're it, in a tough spot though, because obviously this game has been delayed a long time. It's been uh, we, we talked about yesterday on the phone. The the, the, the the trailer, first trailer we saw was like four years ago for this game. It was announced in 2012. Uh, I don't I don't remember seeing anything on it until we got that trailer in 2016. Sure. And now it comes out, and obviously it sold a lot. I think they already read that they turned a profit. It seemed like in the first day or so. So it's selling well, obviously, because all the hype. But now you have a portion of, of the people. If you want to go percentages, I'd say, say half the 41, people. 41, I think. I, I, read it, it I read it somewhere that 41% of the people playing it are playing it on last-gen last hardware. Not just the base, but I include the PS4 Pro. I think that's including Xbox, the, PS, yeah, the PS4 Pro and One Xbox X, One X. Which, from what I read, was a little bit better, but still not great. Because yes. like it, it, obviously those are a little more horsepower, but it's still not great. So you have, you have 40%... Potentially pissed in some form or another that got this game, and that includes the day the the, the day zero patch, whatever. I think I saw Josh from Limited Run say was like fifty gigs or whatever, something ridiculous. Right. So it's like you have this patch, probably to get the to get the game playable because we can't fit it all in the disc potentially, or we have we have updates after it went gold. That doesn't help it function as a game though for a lot of people still, and a game that they developed on last gen hardware for the last gen. That's that's what that's what the weird thing is that well, started. Yeah, yeah, but like, when, but when you start something in 2013, right? That's for the PS4 and the, and the Xbox One. So how does it not function? Like, what what happened in, in the development process where we can't have it even function properly? Yeah, I have a few points. I mean, one. So the first part of that apology, the um, the not showing it on PlayStation Four and Xbox One, that's a little bit different than a game not living up to expectations. That's that's um, that's not showing a game that's broke. Basically, that, 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 broke. That, that's that's outright yeah. Uh, deception. Yeah, that's outright deception. Sure. Um, you did that because you knew that people would cancel their pre-orders and you would not make the money. Uh, there's no excuse for that. Absolutely. I mean, that, that's no. absolute bullshit. I, I mean, that is no. really, yeah. really bad. They and, knew it was going to be bad. It's right. just like we have to make the money. And yeah. I, I, and because I, I have to be honest, don't go out there and harass them. But I don't feel bad for the situation they're in right now in terms of this situation where with the refunds, you should have been more forthcoming. You, you had to know that this was going to end very, very oh, poorly. Oh, yeah. If you put out, yes, I'm not saying this was, this would excuse it. But if you put out something saying, hey, if you're running a, reg- a regular Xbox or PS4, you're going to have issues for a while. Just to give you a heads up, we wanted to get this out before Christmas. We didn't want this to launch on the on the, the next gen before the, the previous gen. That'd be weird to do that. You're going to have issues. I'm not saying that would have been great. That would have been better than waiting for the issues to come out and then saying, oh, try to get a refund. They should have given you a heads up. This is not where we want it to be. But we, wanted, we didn't want to delay and disappoint you. A little PR goes a long way. We always come back to that. A little transparency. You don't let it get to this point where... I see people reviewing it and being like, wow, it's barely playable on a base PS4. So why you, you can't get it? Because then obviously if they had reviewed this, this is where we're at right now. This is, this is, this is, this is the weird point we're at now. And this is going to be the first time where we're going to see a point where a console game comes out 
and and the console that it's supposed to be supported on it does not support it it's too it's it's not good enough to support it um so we're at the point we were talking about where these consoles are now pcs they're definitely pcs now because you can buy a high-end game and run on an old pc it'll run it'll just run like shit and that's where we're at with consoles, unfortunately. And consoles will always be, you're protected from that. You don't have to worry. If it says it runs right. on a PS4, it runs on a PS4, and I don't have to worry about any bullshit. That's gone now. We, are, we, have, so, we have crossed the, the Rubicon. It's that, done. That was going to be one of my later points, yeah. but I, I, I'll bring it up now, is um, there are a lot of people out there, uh, people who, for not receiving any money to defend CD Projekt, right, have certainly made it their job. And I don't understand fanboying to that, that degree. Um However, there's I, I've seen plenty of people on Twitter in the comment section, people talking about how it's not working on their PS4, and they're like, well, what did you expect? You're running it on a base model PS4. And I, I my response to that is, for a number of reasons, I would expect it to run because that's why you buy into a console infrastructure. It, well, it's released on the PS4. Right. It says PS4 on it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You would expect it to run. This is not a piece... Consoles up until this point... And, obviously we've seen this going away but this has always been my argument for consoles is that the benefit of a console is you may get a you may get reduced graphics the graphics may not be the best you may not have ray tracing it may not look like it looks on a high end pc at you know maximum levels sure. for everything but you are going to be able to buy it drop it into your system and it runs my other point is and you already kind of brought this up uh this game was originally supposed to be out in april april it was delayed twice after that, um, but it was supposed to be out in April, and obviously there were things that needed to be done, but how much of that delay was, shit, we cannot release this and not have... It would have been worse. Yeah, we can't release this and not have next-generation systems out there, because otherwise it's going to look like the PC game cannot find in our entire console launch is going to be Garbage. disastrous. Yes. Now, because, now because, because it's been delayed yeah. to, and that's what's so frustrating. Now that it was delayed to the point that the new consoles are out, now you have all of these defenders being like, "Well, you shouldn't be playing it on the last gen hardware." Well, if this had come out when it was supposed to have come out, it would have that would have been the yeah. only option. That or PC. Yeah. No, and, and you look at it. Well, if it's, if it's barely functional now, what was it back in April? It probably was broken, and right. they, they needed seven extra months. Six extra months in order to get it to this point. So this was the alternative, I guess. I, you, I guess you could have just delayed the last gen and be like, "We can't put out the Xbox One and the PS4." That would have pissed off people as well. But maybe that would have been better. Maybe yeah. I don't know. Just delay it for what is this? These patches coming out next year, so delay it for a couple more months or six weeks at least. Because this this is I I don't remember a case where this happened where a game of this stature comes out and it's like it's almost broken on a console. So this opens up a lot of other avenues for discussion and one of them is um, you know people were talking about how uh, this is the fans fault for you know demanding you know flipping out every time that CDPR has a delay and then you know CDPR finally releases it and now fans are flipping out. Um, to the people who flipped out over a delay I think those people definitely need to calm down. I'm happy with a company delaying a game until they think it's it's ready to to release sure but i i you can't just blame the consumer base for this. You have to have some responsibility placed upon c d p r and the team and what that comes down you know in people's response to that is always well, they were making a big ambitious game, and after looking at games like this come out and have issues like this um Maybe not every game needs to be a big 
open world adventure. When we see stuff like this happen, or like Assassin's Creed launches where there's tons of bugs, I, I don't want to sound negative, too negative here, but maybe we need to rein it in a little bit. Maybe we need to take some of these pie-in-the-sky ideas and actually work within the limitations that we have. Mm. If you don't have a team that can put this game out like that, then don't make this game. Make a smaller game. Make a different game. Yeah, but, I mean, I mean, God, they, have, they even said this, they have an investor call, so they have people pumping tons of money in this because they want no, this to I, be No, what I'm GTA. saying is we shouldn't even get to this point. Hey, it's a business, right? So, so we have this great idea. We want this to be, you know, the, the basically the the, the, the basically the, the the futuristic GTA. We'll just say that's what basically they want it to be. They want it to make tens of millions of dollars, if not hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, and they take a gamble, and it's several years, and a lot of people's you know lives change doing that. I get that. You want to put out your dream project, so I'm not poo pooing that. But obviously, this was you know. This was not obviously handled well because we do not see stuff like this with this many issues with Rockstar stuff to this extent. And people, I'm, not, I'm not saying don't chase uh, your dreams. I'm saying don't hype yourself to the moon and don't well, don't bite off more than you can chew. <laughs> well, that's that's like a lot of art, though. You, people go nuts whether there's movies or TVs and they can't do it. Um, there's a, but 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 I mean if if this if they get this patched up, that then, then obviously it'd be all right. But it's it's going to be months after people bought this. And unfortunately, people can't find PS5s and, X, and, and Xbox uh, Series S or X. I hear it runs all right on the S, but obviously you need the X for the full experience. Um, if people can't find that, they want to play now. And plus, not everyone has $500 to drop on a new console or, 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 or 1000 for Scout. What if I just bought a PS4 uh, a year ago? I don't have the money to necessarily buy uh, the PS5. So you have to, if it's going to come out on all the consoles, it better support it, especially since there's a lot more people there's a lot more people that have a PS4 than a PS5 obviously, so it just makes sense, business sense that you want it working on the console where the most people are buying it as well from that perspective, so maybe they should have delayed it so you know what, we, I know we delayed it three times we're going to delay, this is what I this, this goes back to everything how about we stop giving a new date and just say we're going to delay it and we'll just let you know when it's coming out how about we just do that for this stuff don't set firm dates that you keep rolling over again. Nintendo did it with Metroid 4. Yes, there's like, we don't know what's going to come They're out. Like, you we know, fucked up. Woo, all right. So now when Nintendo... That's the last time you'll ever see a Nintendo in-development probably trailer ever again. Yeah. Now it's going to be, hey, Super Mario, Mario Odyssey, here's the trailer. It comes out in like a month and a half or two months because it's done. That's how these companies should handle that. I think the longest lead time I, I've seen on a game for the Switch from Nintendo was... Fire Emblem Three Houses, I think they announced like six months ahead of time, mm-hmm. and uh, obviously the sequel to Breath of the Wild they announced like last year, and that's going to be another little while. But for the most part, they've been doing very short lead times between announcement sure. and release, and uh, obviously they're announcing these things when you know I'd say the game is just about probably ready to go gold. Yeah, because that Metroid Prime embarrassment that was three years ago when they announced it, already. right? Three years ago, and we still don't know when that game's coming out. But you will not hear about it again, I guarantee you, until it's ready. Because Nintendo, that was an embarrassment to Nintendo from the say we had to throw out an entire game de- you know, development that we have and start all over from scratch after we said it was in development. Uh, but- one last thing I'll say about this that I think is interesting, uh, and I mean, obviously... I, I have no faith really in Stadia, but there are a lot of reports out there that Stadia is currently the best way to play. Uh, the best? Cyberpunk. The best. Uh, Not the, I didn't well, say the best. The, the, I mean, Better. <laughs> a, 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 a very reasonable way reasonable. to play cy- Cyberpunk if you don't want to spend with the 
it should be obvious. The asterisk, if you don't want to go spend a ton of money on a, a high-end computer. So, not- if I, so if I want to play it myself and not have a high-end computer or console, I can just buy it on Stadia for 60 bucks. Yeah. And, I mean, I still have no real interest in Stadia, but apparently if you have a decent Stadia connection, you are going to get graphics that are similar to a PC setup and without the bugs and problems of the console experience. So, so they're running, obviously, a PC version or whatever on their servers, and they're streaming right. it to you. So, so that makes sense. So that's well, interesting. if you have a good connection, like uh, for me, I, I have a fiber optic. I'd be, have to play through Wi-Fi on my, on my TV. You know, maybe I'd give it a try. Maybe if there's a way to demo it, maybe I'd give it a try. I'd say, okay, this is good enough for me to, to, you know, to do it if I have a fast enough connection. There you go. That's the first positive stadium news besides uh, Pac-Man, uh, the, <laughs> the new Pac-Man game that we've had in quite a bit. So... All right, anything else to add here? I, I, again, we've crossed the Rubicon. That's, I'll say that again. Now we're in uncharted territory with these new releases. Because now you have, for the PS4, you know, you have, what, three different consoles to worry about? You got the PS4, PS4 Pro, PS5 releases. For the Xbox, you have, what, three or four different versions with the same games going to come out in three or four different consoles, but it's going to be a different playing experience to all, and not everyone to the and to those people saying, well, "What about the? What did you expect?" Many people are casual; they're not following all the differences between this shit. They're not on Twitter. They're not following the releases. They want to buy their kid. Hey, mom, get me Cyberpunk for my PS4. Okay, Johnny, I'm going to buy it. Now the kid's crying because the game's shit. That's not on the parent. That's on the people making the product. I mean, it's an M-rated game. I don't know that any kids are really crying about it. If you see what I'm saying? If, I'm just saying. If they're crying about it, they should. Imagine you, for Christmas you wanted a game. You don't think a kid's asking for Cyberpunk for Christmas? A 15-year-old? Dude, I'm joking around. Yeah. But I'm just saying, though, like, imagine getting a game and you can't play it. Yes. And now mom and dad are like, I, I don't know. It said it was for the system. You're going to have to deal with that in some probably form fashion in the future for these used versions. Well, it's not going to be able to play on the But on luckily, we're not selling yeah. it new, so, I mean, it'll but, just be a, yeah, you have a three-day exchange. But think about the nightmare in the future where when stuff is still physical in some form. And, okay, okay, oh, yeah, we, we got Cyberpunk for, for, the, for the PS4, but you don't, can't really play it on that version of the PS4. Make sure you get the PS4 Pro to play it, but really, it's going to be bad. Sure. This portion of the CU Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped. Men, 2020 was a pretty rough year for a bunch of us. Hopefully it wasn't that rough on your balls, but if it was, 2021 is the chance to make it just a just a, a little bit better with Manscaped. Manscaped, they keep your balls fresh. It's the best in below-the-waist grooming, offering precision engineer tools for your family jewels and helping 2 million men all over the world get rid of unwanted hair. 2020 has been a nightmare, and with everything going on, maybe some personal grooming has fallen by the wayside. But have no fear. Manscaped is here to give you a fresh start in 2021 with their Perfect Package 3.0. It's got all the right tools for the job. Come out of quarantine feeling fresh and trim thanks to the Lawnmower 3.0. This waterproof and skin-safe trimmer will reduce nicks to even your most tender areas. The third-generation trimmer even has a light to give you the glow-up you need in 2021. It's also time to freshen up down there this year. Crop Preserver is an anti-chafing deodorant and moisturizer. And for on-the-go freshness, you'll love the Crop Reviver Toner Spray. Manscaped is even throwing in their Shed Travel Bag so you can keep all your goodies stored comfortably. All right, here's your new year offer, everyone. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code CUPODCAST at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use code CUPODCAST. Happy New Year to your balls. 
All right, we uh, we had a uh, we had the it, it, Ian loves us the Disney investor call, which basically acted kind of partly as their own sort of D three sort of like like entertainment events since they don't have them anymore. It probably would have been their entertainment event this year, yes. where they announced all their new Disney, uh, Pixar, M- uh, MCU projects, and Star Wars stuff for the most part. Um, so they did this. They did this. Uh, you know, I guess it's a, technically a, a call, but if you're an investor, you you know you can watch it. And to be an investor just means, hey, I have stock in Disney. You're technically an investor at that point. Um, so the call was, uh, when was this? This was last, was it Friday? A lot of things happened last Thursday and Friday, right? It was the same day as the Game Awards, I think. Yeah, it was. Um, so they announced, a, I mean, a ton of stuff. First of all, there's going to be a, 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 a slight dollar hike uh, to Disney+. Plus. They're going to raise it a buck. So it's like, yeah, it's still the cheapest thing, but you know, it's kind of early to raise it. But then again, Netflix now is raising the price every other year. Uh, Netflix used to be like was it eight ninety nine and now it's up to like twelve or something. Like I think that. it just hit thirteen ninety nine because I had to okay it the other day. Oh, on you my did. TV. Yeah. So like, I mean, like Netflix in the past ten years has gone up like fifty percent almost. Um, lots of stuff. Um, Pixar is making a car show. That's kind of weird. There was a lot of memes about they're doing a Buzz Lightyear sci fi film. So there's they're going to figure out a way where the toys based upon I guess a real person. And they're doing a prequel movie based on that person. And it's going to be Chris Evans, I read? I don't know if that's true or not. Yes, because... What? Tim Allen is the voice of Buzz the Toy, but... But not the character. Yeah. So, this is where we're starting to, I think, overthink entertainment a bit, where where people love people love the toys franchise they love it they'll probably be toy a, story uh, excuse me toys toy is a different no toys is robin williams right? toys was a strange yeah. robin williams movie um, yeah. people love people love toy story there might be a fifth film at some point because each time they say well this is the last one we're going to do another one and people love it and cry at the end of it so but to do a to do a concept like this where you have to explain to people well it's it's toy it's toy story but it's the guy that they're basing that i'm out at that point uh, so it's going to be in theaters. No, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely absurd. And they're using the Blade Runner font, by the way, which I think is on, on it when you click on it. I just think it's funny. This is a line through the top of it. Um, Blasting the theaters, June 17, 2022. Voiced by Chris Evans. So I'm guessing this will be animated then. And But, I'm, okay, my head's blowing up. It's stupid. It could be a good, a good movie. It's a stupid idea, though, for a movie. It's going to be dumb. We don't need this much lore. No, and before Overlord, and this was going to be something that I mentioned later when we went over the Star Wars stuff. But they're doing a prequel show called and- they're doing a show called Andor that is a prequel show to Rogue One, which was a prequel to based upon the spy that was in Rogue One, the male spy that was in Rogue One, which is a good movie and, and it, a cool but, character. No, it, it, I haven't seen it, but I'm sure that one is. It's the one I wanted to see, and I heard it was good. But to me, it kind of at that point, it's it, prequels feel like lazy content to me after a certain point because you no longer have to think of anything new. You don't have to think of any new ideas of to take a story. You simply look at what exists and go, how can we fudge a backstory in there? And it's much, much easier writing. And you already have the characters. Right. And people eat it up. And I, I cannot stand it. Okay, let's go around the list. Uh, the animated What If actually sounds pretty cool. Yes, that does. Um, that's a cool idea. When I saw, like, what if Peggy Carter got the super soldiers here and became like a sort of like a Captain Britain sort of thing. Uh, of course, the one that I told Frank about this is why Frank has to stay around for a few more years. We're getting the Fantastic Four MCU film. Yep. 
So I cannot tell you if there's only one more MCU. Let's just say I, I'm I'm not totally burnt out on MCU films right now, but I think I'm past the point where I got to see every single one in the theater anymore. That's not happening anymore. I'm I'm, I'm burnt out. I was done by that by the time I got to like Captain Marvel, where I was like an Ant Man two. I'm like I don't need to see all these in the theater anymore. These are more like I'll wait for them to come out or watch them, you know, in a couple of months and pay a few bucks for them even. Uh, so they're bringing they're bringing uh, Fantastic Four in. Uh, they're gonna. It's gonna be uh, John Watts who direct who's directing the Spider-Man movies. So I'm happy because Spider-Man tone is semi close to Fantastic Four. It's in the ballpark of the humor and lighter, not cutting people in half like Zack Snyder. Like there's sure. not that in Fantastic Four. It's it's more, you know, it's it's lighter action. We'll just say it's not overly violent. Um, it's closer. Like I always said, like Guardians of the Galaxy is Fantastic Four for the most part. It's that tone, that humor that sort of action. Sure. Um, so I'm very, very excited about this. Um, I Obviously, with the multiverse stuff coming up with the, with the Doctor Strange movie and with WandaVision we'll talk about, there's way there's ways to work this in where we're, we're just going to bring them over without them being origined in as if they're brand new. I, I, that appeals to me a lot more, that they pre-exist, that we don't have to go through their origin on screen again for the third time in 15 years. You know what I mean? Like, right. I... I not that Fantastic Four's origin is as known to people as Spider-Man. It's not. But they get their powers in space. That's all you need to know. They got their powers in space and they're weird. They're, they're basically the first mutants. That's basically what they are. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's how they work mutants in somehow. Like, maybe there's a way to do that. Like, I'm, talking about first, I'm talking about first mutants in the comics. Like They're basically like the first mutation in, in Marvel comics. Um, so I'm happy about that. And that's going to be, I think... I don't think they're going to fuck it up. I, I think they can't. Like this is this is everything's in on this. We can't fuck this up a third time. This is going to be it. Sure. Yeah. There there are ones that I will see. There are Marvel movies that I will see. But I I am also beyond the point of seeing all of them. And I would say I'm, I'm burnt out. I the in, Infinity War and Endgame really kind of took a lot of uh, my enthusiasm away from from the Marvel universe because and I think we all knew it was heading in this direction but the only real possible I think we knew it was heading in this direction even as far back as um Age of Ultron the only real end for this sort of big build up is to get a movie that is a bunch of vignettes that make sense in the grand scheme of the whole story but do not make very compelling standalone Movies. Okay. And I just felt exhausted by the time I was done with Endgame and Infinity War. I just, I didn't think they held up very well as movies. Oh, I thought Infinity War does, Endgame does not. I went back and watched Endgame again. And I was like, um, it, it's, it's total fan service. And Infinity just, War it, is better, but I think they both fall to, I, I think all of those payoff movies are doomed to fall to fan service. Well, but Infinity, but I mean, there was total fan service. It was an end cap. Uh, Endgame. They they reference almost everything before with little sure. character like Infinity War. You looked at it, it was like okay, there's a there's a beginning, middle, and end to this. Even though it's a bad ending, it, it made it made more sense to me. That's all I'm going to say. Well, Endgame uh, is certainly the one I'm 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 criticizing harder. Uh, yeah. But I think that that's kind of my problem with it is all this buildup and you get there's no way to really do that end properly. So I just don't necessarily well, feel like no, investing myself. There's a way to end it, but now we got to restart a new version of it. And my argument was we've burnt through the A-listers already. Right. That is true too. And if you're not recasting Captain America and Iron Man, and I don't know when, how long Mark Ruffalo's staying around for as Hulk, the replacements are not as popular as those. 
Now, with Spider-Man, they, he came in a little bit later, six, seven years in, so they, they, got, they got more life left with him. Then, of course, they could bring in Miles if they want at some point, Miles Morales in the live action. Because uh, they started doing a Spider-Verse live that. action. Yeah. Uh, that's Sony, basically, but with Marvel's help, MCU's help. But um, it's this might be some lean years for Marvel until they decide to, we got to recast and get these, these A-listers back in, but we'll get to that in a bit. Okay, so they're doing the uh, Secret Invasion, uh, Samuel Jackson series, where it's basically a tail end of Captain Marvel, where um, you know he, he's he's uh, he's hanging out with uh, was it Ben Mendelsohn, who, who was awesome in, in Captain Marvel, probably the highlight of Captain Marvel, uh, and so it's, it's going to do that. They're doing an Ironheart. Uh, is that going to be live action or is that going to be no idea? Riri Williams, who's the also does her own armor like Tony Stark reverse engineers Tony Stark's armor to become the protector of her neighborhood I, I guess she's like a like a little little genius this is the one that one of the ones that appeals to me an armor wars Don Cheadle series that is very interesting to me because Arm, armor wars is one of the more I think uh, substantial Iron Man stories there's not a lot of substantial Iron Man stories out there in the comics uh, to me but armor wars was one of them Obviously, uh, Tony Stark's not around anymore, but Don Cheadle's going to fill in the in the role of everyone's now got the uh, Iron Man technology. What are the ramifications on the world and these supervillains getting it? And he was almost obsessively going nuts trying to stop everyone because it's like my creation now is getting used again. And so obviously there's themes of that in the movies, but Don Cheadle getting in the series is, is actually, I think, pretty nice because he wasn't really used that much at all. No, before. and I like Don Cheadle. I mean, he's a great uh, actor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they announced a Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special that they'll shoot the same time they shoot Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, which I think is funny that they're doing that. Um, and then what else we got? Uh, then we got this, the other series. Oh, first off, uh, they, just, they basically said we're not recasting uh, Black Panther after Chadwick Boseman's uh, passing, so T'Challa's gone. I mean, it's unfortunate. I don't know how you write around that. It's going to be awkward. Like I said, I'm not sure I'd be interested in seeing it without him in it. That's um, going to be tough. I, I, someone's had a theory of, well what if you pretend Michael B. Jordan's character didn't die Killmonger you make him uh, Black Panther Mike that could work but I don't know they're going to pass it to the the younger sister probably not ready as a character for it because obviously you probably had three or four more movies with Black Panther with T'Challa made sense at least Uh, he's only been in like three movies and and only one that he starred in really so it's a a shame I don't know what you do there I guess we'll see it uh, then the big things are these series, though. These series, um, this is what I'm actually going to buy Disney Plus when, when these series come out. The Loki trailer uh, looks like a really awesome, like, like uh, sort of like a crime series almost, where he's trying to crime around and, and be sneaky and do stuff, and he jumps out of the plane as DB Cooper it looks like from the '70s. So like, if there's just, if there's something where like Loki goes back in time and does all these mysterious stuff that actually happened, that could be an interesting sort of. I don't know where they're going with that, but it looks interesting. And then Falcon Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier looks like a like a cool '80s sort of thing, '80s sort of action vibe team up. So, that could be fun. Yeah, that could be a fun thing. And plus, they have the they have um, uh, the uh, Baron Zemo's back. They're getting him back. They're putting the purple cloak on him. Like I think the outfit is the whole thing. And I love Baron Zemo as as a, as a villain, and he was an awesome actor. Probably the highlight of, of uh, one of the highlights of Civil War. Um, so, and then the WandaVision is going to be a mind fuck, and that looks really cool. Uh, WandaVision should be interesting so the good thing is that these series are all radically different from each other right and these would never be movies you'd never see like a WandaVision movie because people be like people be like what the fuck is this I'm not paying to see this potentially but it works as a show obviously so 
Did you like those at all? I, I thought they were really cool. Um, I, I think it's the WandaVision will be interesting. I, I think the what if will be interesting. I just is it too much? It's too much. That's where <laughs> that's where I'm going, and that's how I felt all day Thursday watching the video game awards and having this stuff hit my feet at the same exact time. It it's numbing. I I don't. It's know a lot. How, it it it's literally lot felt in. numbing to me. My brain stopped feeling excitement or pleasure chemicals and i'm like they are just it seems very cynical and they're just throwing it all at us and it's i want to be excited for the people who are excited for it but it's just so blatantly milking licenses for money in cash especially i think on the star wars side well i was gonna say at least you have all these established characters yes we can't do movies anyway we have a new series. We, people want to see Wanda again. They want to see Vision no, again. Right, they yeah. want to see Falcon and Winter Soldier. They want to see Loki. Yeah. I, I think those are going to be a bit more interesting than yeah, all not, of the Star Wars. These stuff. Star Wars stuff, holy shit! It's too. That's that's where it's um, too. That it's like I said. I'm not particularly thrilled with MCU, but I will watch some of those. I know that I've never been a particularly big Star Wars fan, yeah. and I'm kind of harsh on it all. But I, it's that's what really hurt to watch it's just like this is so pointless if this was pat merchandising this, is all i could think when watching it if this was 15 year old pat from 95 fresh after i just played tie fighter cd and seeing these announcements for all these i would have been went nuts i would be like this is it oh because there's no new star wars stuff there's so much fucking star wars stuff now right and and, and these movies we're not at a we're not and people, we're not and people were, were less than thrilled with these three three movies um rogue one did okay solo uh Solo was all right. When I finally saw, I'm like, okay, it's all right. Uh, no one asked for it, but okay. Um, but this is now, and obviously, people like Mandalorian, so I'll check that out at some point. Uh, Baby Yoda. It's like fifty fifty. I haven't watched the new season. But when you start announcing this shit, where we talk about lore and like making shit up, That's what I'm so, saying it's it's nuts. Yeah, Star Wars: The Acolyte. What? Uh, the Bad Batch about a group of rogue stormtroopers from the Clone Wars. Okay, so if you're into the Clone Wars, I guess you'd be into that. I have zero interest. I didn't even watch the Clone Wars. So I have zero interest in a spinoff of the Clone Wars uh, cartoon. Uh, a droid story? We'll introduce a new droid alongside R2-D2 and C-3PO. Okay. Uh, the, they're doing a Rogue Squadron mo- uh, movie? It was it a movie or film I saw? Um, that, to me, is the only one that kind of is interesting because obviously there's a lot of... Uh, they did novels. They have the games. I love Wedge. And it'd be interesting to see a a like a fighter you know fighter pilot group and their missions like that's at least different. We haven't seen that on screen before. We've seen clips of it, so that to me is interesting. And I think that's one I would want to check out. I ain't checking out most of these other ones though. I'm just not. I mean, I don't have any interest in them. No, at all. I have no no interest in in those. The Obi Wan one. I Obi Wan. Okay, Obi Wan. I, I like Ewan McGregor in the role. So do I. They, but did, they I just, didn't really use them well, obviously, in the movies. But Right. You didn't use um, them well, and I got over that and moved on. And I don't uh, know that we need to go back and try to fix it. People were going nuts that they announced Hayden Christensen as coming back as Vader. And I'm like, well, he's in a suit, first of all. Right. So they got to think of a way to get his helmet off of him and see him. And that's not... I mean, were people loving... People weren't loving Hayden Christensen in it. Or is it Hayden Christensen or Christian Hayden? I always screw it up. Is it Hayden? It's Hayden. I got it right. I said Christian Hayden last time. People thought it was funny. <laughs> I reversed it. Um, so they could they could maybe try to undo some of the bad memories of the prequels, which would be good. Which would be good. 
because they moved on from it. We're going to fix the wrongs a little bit, try to pave over the potholes. I don't know. I just it's I'm, a lot. Like you said, it's, it's it's a lot. And and as I said earlier, I'm tired of constantly going back and retreading periods that we've already covered. It's fine to go back and do that, but not at the expense of writing new stories. And like I said, that's where it seems very lazy to me. That's why if you had announced the Obi Wan show after the prequels had come out, you know, and it was done five years uh, later or whatever, five years later. I yeah. probably would have had an interest, but now it just seems like an easy way to get a cheap pop from the crowd and make some money. Uh, Ashoka Tana was getting her show. I think she, I think she just showed up. The, the lovely Rosario Dawson um, playing playing her on Mandalorian. Uh, Mandalorian. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I didn't see if that means she's going to be doing a live action one or that's another Clone Wars spinoff thing technically. Um, and then I, I saw a few more that just I was just scratching my head at a few other ones. But that Bad Batch one that me was like that like that's insane. Uh, there's going to be a Lando show. It's not sure. I don't know who's going to be in it. If it's going to be Donald Glover or someone else uh, doing it. Um, and then this is something interesting. An alien series coming to FX and Hulu uh, from Fargo, Fargo creator Noah Hawley. So that... What series? Alien. Hmm. So that is going to take place on, on near future Earth. So... The Fargo uh, series are excellent. This fourth series was mm, a little shakier, but it, they're still written fairly well, and obviously they're directed great. So I thought you might get excited about that a little bit. Yeah, I still want to see. I, so I still want to see that real Alien Four, uh, Alien Three movie, whatever. Getting rid of the other Alien Three, I still want to see that. But I don't think we're going to get that though. But the real, yeah, I don't think we're going the, to. That, that was such a that was such a tease that yeah. they're ready to go on that. And then Ridley Scott's like, no, I want to do my Prometheus shitty sequels. And it's like, okay, Ridley, we love you, but fucking step aside. Let's get some new blood in here, right? Even James Cameron's stepping aside for some of this stuff and letting people do this thing. Like, let's fucking hey, new blood, Ridley. I know it's unpopular. I liked Prometheus and 50% of Covenant, but the 50% Covenant. of Covenant that I liked is not was not enough to make it a good movie. It's it, it, it's the ending sucks. We did we didn't we did not need a a franchise of Prometheus. We didn't. Well, again, we once didn't. again, we do not need for prequel franchises. It's no. fucking dumb. We know where it's going. Give me, give me, give give me Michael Biehn and and Sigourney Weaver back. Give me a, a fucking history pamphlet. Slap me on the ass and push me into a new movie. <laughs> all right, so, that, so that's it. We didn't even go over all the Star Wars ones. I think I missed a couple. That's fine. But there's there's so much to there's so much if you're a Star Wars fan. But at this point, I'm just like like I said. What, what do you say? Once you reach forty, you're like fuck it. I don't care anymore. When it comes to this mm -hmm. that's unfortunate. All right, yeah, that's unfortunate. Yeah. All right, Ian Patrick. We have another update. Update. This one came out of nowhere from uh, Watermelon Games, which we brought this topic up like a, a year and a half ago. Like this, this, yep. was, this was. It's been a minute since we talked so, about this and, and their Paprium game. This is weird. Um, so Watermelon Games uh, became somewhat known for releasing Pure Solar, which was a uh, ambitious. A uh, nice-looking Genesis Mega Drive RPG that they put out. I want to say in like 2010. Um, Pure much like Paprium, was delayed. Took forever to come out. They, but it did finally come out. Uh, people received it. Uh, from all word, it's it's a pretty good homebrew 
you know RPG looks nice, has a great soundtrack. Se- Sega Genesis, style. Sega Genesis. They also and I mean, you, it, there's digital versions of it on many platforms. There was, I think, Dreamcast versions. They did a number of versions of it. So after the success, the relative success of Pierce Solar, they announced uh, a game called Paprium. I think in 2017, it beat them up. Uh, yes, and it was supposed to be the beat up to end all beat-em-ups. Um, I don't remember the specifics, but it was supposed to have multiple playable characters, something like 20-plus levels, I think, um, insane graphics, uh, save spots, you know, so that, you know, it was supposed to be a beat-em-up with, with some meat to it, some heft to it that would, you know, maybe take more than one sitting to play and, and looked And look better than other Genesis games, maybe. Yeah, it was supposed to have bigger sprites and look yeah. better than other Genesis games. Um, I did this insane freaking trailer with, with this, uh, this ripped guy, bronzed yeah. up, walking to a Genesis. So, they uh, it got delayed many times. Um, people started to wonder if it was ever going to come out. There was talk about them having to use like a special cartridge to release it. And they pre-ordered. There was pre-orders. There was pre-orders. Yeah. They took a bunch of money. And... Um, in 2018, the game's co-creator and lead artist, Lewis Martin, spoke exclusively uh, to Nintendo Life and said that uh, about the lack of transparency and said that he was uh, about uh, Watermelon Boss, Gwenael Fonzie God, and that he was, at that point, still awaiting payment for his work on that on the game. Um, after that came out, there was a lot... That's when a lot of people started to be like, well, what's going on? I pre-ordered this. Or, you know, is this game coming out? Then the launch party. Yes, I'm getting there. <laughs> and then they had, and I think that's what we talked about. I think that was the last that was time we brought it ago. up. Okay. They had a launch party where they were like desperate to show some sort of uh, progress on it. And the launch party was like a flash cartridge with like all sorts of wires coming out of it, hooked into a console. And what people saw was one character moving on a background. I don't think there was any enemies, or if there were, there was no AI program. Look at the, the video enemies. right now from that. Yeah, it says long play, and it's it's a guy with an animation. He's walking around. He's a boxer. Yeah, he's in like a like a factory, like a like a meat plant. So that was you know their launch party. In that he punches a guy. Did not. That that went very, very poorly for them. They got a lot of uh, bad press after that. So I think most people just sort of figured that um, this was never going to come out. I, 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 I think people had really just kind of forgotten about it. There had been very few updates. And then suddenly people started getting emails the other day saying that uh, their pre-order was ready to ship. And they just had to confirm that the game was uh, going to the right address. Confirm their address. Confirm their address. So as of right now, I don't think anyone actually has this in their hands, but I know some people who pre-ordered this who have confirmed that they have gotten that email. Yeah, me too. Um, And so this is on its way. Uh, What is this actually going to look like compared to what was promised? What are we getting? Uh, I, I don't know. But it's an interesting so, situation. It's one of those rare stories where something looks like it was done, you know, finished in terms of never going to come out, and all of a sudden here it is. What? But what got cobbled together? I, I don't know yet. We haven't seen it. Uh, can anyone do PR right at all? Like, like we talked about CD uh, Project uh, Red, like d- doing bad PR. This is bad PR. It's coming out. It's like because you've warned people that. Hey, it's going to come out like now you just drop it on people who forgot about it potentially. I mean, it's good if it's actually going to be in people's hands. I get what they paid for, but holy shit. Holy shit. No progress updates at all for years. 
I mean, like, what the hell's happening here? I mean, I know I come across, like, about as pleasant as vinegar sometimes, but I actually have ideas as to what makes good customer service. I mean, you can hire me as a consultant. Hire Pat as a consultant. We sit Holy here and we shit. talk about it all the time. Just, like, just be honest with people. Right. Just be, be honest. Let people know what's happening. When you have their money, let people know what's happening. Holy shit. So, what's even stranger is that... Um, Watermelon has just announced another Genesis yeah. project. After this is this. what this is what bothers me. This bothers me. This this to me feels like taunting. I mean, more than anything. Um, I mean, this is genuinely crazy. So they announced a new title that has a non pronounceable name. It's like AM ninety six. AMB ninety six. Um, and it's going to be another side-scrolling fighter for Sega's, uh, for the Genesis. I'm going to guess that they probably dumped some money into finally getting this engine developed and that they're going to try to milk something They're going to roll it. it into the next they're game? They're going to roll it into the next game. Uh, it will cost $169 for the standard version and 229 for the limited version. Um... And they are uh, only doing one single batch. And warning buyers, if you miss it now, you miss it forever. This is the most obnoxious thing I've ever seen this website. They set up for it. Yep. If you And they are encouraging people to buy in bulk. So they're encouraging scalpers and hoarders. Yeah. And if a discount will be applied to... <laughs> a discount will be applied to orders of more than seven units, and if you order over four thousand nine hundred and ninety-nine dollars worth of these, uh, they will build you a free arcade yeah, cap yeah, for sh- the game. Yeah, sure they will. Um, so, so this this website is a bunch of giant orange font. What is it? It's a sixteen-bit game for which platform? Mega Drive Genesis. Is it related to Paprium? No. Is it a beat 'em up? Yes. Oh, beat them up. Okay, beat them up. I never heard that before. Uh, a a sore like no S O R not the short Streets of Rage. Oh, Streets of Rage. Is it a two player game? Yes. Is it going to be fun? Yes. Was this game released before? No. So it's just annoying. Then it gets into can I buy the game later? No. It's a single batch, but you can try eBay later on. So they're encouraging you to get it up front. Yes. Any purchase deadline? Maybe. Is it worth the price? C- considering how exclusive it is, we think it's a bargain. So this is what's rubbing me the wrong way. You don't have a fucking game out yet that you took money for years ago. For like two, three years, right? Three years you're taking the money from people. Don't have it out yet. You're already now pushing a new game for people to pre-order it that we don't know where the fuck this game's going to be at. This is just... Fuck this. This is just awful to do this on any level. Ship your fucking game first out. Now, and let people have it and enjoy it. And now, tell me about what's next. This, this This is obnoxious. Yes. And I and I um, guarantee you they're being obnoxious on purpose. When will this game release? Late 2021 or early 2022? Any game title, I guess. Well, AM96, I guess is it's there's other letters in there uh, that it's going to be. So, I guess something in there. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm just not down with this company. They can go fuck themselves. I mean, I, I'll, I'll, I hate to say that about this company. I'm burning a presidential bridge, but this is awful. This is I can't I couldn't think of anything worse than this. Yeah, no, it's real bad. Um, yeah, yeah, you're gonna, you're gonna, and then yeah, the, the price for this two hundred twenty nine dollars uh, for the uh, for the limited one, uh, and then the classic one is one hundred sixty nine dollars, one hundred sixty nine dollars. No new game comes out like this that's close to that. They're around fifty to sixty dollars usually, maybe seventy, right? Yeah, they're not. So every and then the arcade thing is that a joke? I'm going to give you five grand for you to mail me a fucking arcade machine or have someone. I hope you're going to have someone make it in the U.S. because shipping that thing from France ain't going to be cheap. Yeah. 
That'd be a grand right there to, to put it on a cargo ship to get it over. Get it over here. That's nuts. It's yeah, it's wild. So, I guess we'll talk about this next uh, next couple weeks, unless this is a unless I'm so cynical that this isn't really going to get in people's hands after they said it will. I, yeah, I mean that's the that's the only thing. I, did, their, I, did their freaking uh, Twitter account even announce this? Watermelon Games. Let me see their Twitter account. Is there? I know there's a Twitter account that exists. They do have a Twitter account. Their last tweet, Ian. The last tweet on the official water. They follow me, so they might follow you. So I'm I'm sorry, Papri. I'm, you're doing awful right now. Their last tweet, Ian, was October 25th, 2018. What's been like around their launch party? Two years. When going, was it? What? What? When? October 25th. October. So it was a month before the launch. 2018 party. was their last social media tweet on here. Jesus. And they have 3,000 followers. It's not like... So, like, they... they sh- yeah. They, they announced their launch party. That was their, basically their last thing. And then they did a, a Facebook poach, post. When was their last Facebook uh, post? Let's see. The last Facebook uh, post was May 28th, 2019, when they said, sorry for the lack of news. And they were talking about getting, I guess, parts for something. So, they're... I guess, I don't know, parts for the game... So it's been uh, any a year and a half since they said a damn thing before these emails went out. That's that's incredible to me. That's incredible. And maybe the game and maybe the game game is great. It doesn't excuse all this. It no, it, it absolutely does not. When, when, you, when, you, have, when you have that. when you have people's money for three years, yeah. I mean, come on, come on. So all right, anything else to add here? I'm just I'm just annoyed by this whole thing at this point. No, I, I have nothing else to add to that. It's awful. All right. Um, Ian, we have a we have a Patreon. We do. How do you access that uh, good old Patreon? Oh, you go to uh, I almost said Twitter dot com. Oh wow, wow! You go to Patreon dot com slash CU Podcast, and what do you get there? You get the full video podcast. You get a hangout once a month. I'm gonna a, have to do that this weekend. You get a writing today to me, right? Uh, I'm gonna get a writing done. I was busy last week. We'll get a we'll get a writing, and I've I've been good about making sure I get it once a week. I will try to have uh, one done by the end of the night. Okay. Um. Oh, but yes, a writing often once a week. Uh, and then we also do these poll topics that you can vote on. Also, the hangouts we got to get going. Uh, you want? Oh, to, I just you, said I was going to do my hangout this weekend. Oh, okay. I find that out. Well, well text me the time when you want. To. Yeah, I'll do it. I'll do that this <laughs> weekend. All right. Well, then I'll do mine uh, the day before, maybe because after that's the day after Christmas. Next time, I want to, Pat wants to relax and convalesce. All right. Our Patreon poll topics this week in third place. What other retro game deserves the Super Mario Thirty Five treatment? Nineteen percent in twenty seven percent at second place. What do you miss most about gaming conventions? And in first place, at 53%, memories of playing and or, I guess, completing certain games during the holidays. So, Ian, was there any gift games that you remember playing in particular, or just games at all around the holidays? So, I'm sure if I thought about it, I could think of some gift games, but I actually have an answer to this, and it's fairly recent. There are two games that whenever I think of them, I think uh, specifically of uh, winter and the the holidays, um, especially Christmas, New Year's. And those are uh, one of them is Final Fantasy fifteen, and the other one is Yakuza Zero. Um, reason being, those came out when I was uh, sick with my um, my abdominal issues, and 
that winter was probably that was when yeah that was when it was real bad that was like when i was still trying to figure out what the hell was going on no one knew what was happening i was having you know endoscopies and shit like that and no one could figure out what was going on so i was not in a great place and i was mostly sitting at home just trying to keep myself uh occupied so i had heard good things about final fantasy 15 after you know years and years of deciding that the game probably wasn't going to be for me I, i went and bought it and I ended up enjoying it a lot. And, you know, I had nothing else to do. And I remember, you know, sitting there with the heating, heated blanket on and uh, playing through it and, and Vani watching me and both of us having a good time. And after that came out, I think uh, that's when I played Yakuza 0. I think that came out in January. And again, it was the right time for me to have that level of distraction. And... Uh, no other time in probably the past decade, even 15 years, have I been able to put that much time into games of that length and complete as much stuff in them as I did. So those are always games. These the, Lately, those are games that I, I think about just about every year right. when December hey. rolls around. And I always think, you know, man, it would be nice to, you know, maybe every year around the holiday time, find a game that's a little bit deeper or longer and get into it and play through it. But, you know, and for good reasons as opposed to bad reasons, but I just haven't been able to find the time. Uh, you know, I'm healthier. I'm, I'm working. I'm doing more stuff. Uh, so my ability to play these story-based games has, has fallen. But, yeah, those are two games that will always remind me of winter. Of winter? More yeah. so than the holidays around the... Uh, well, the holidays, you know, because the holidays were around there. But, yeah, December specifically, was December a, and January. Any game you got for Christmas as a kid that you just played the hell of? I, I know Home Alone 2 is in there, right? Home, yeah, Home Alone 2 is always a game that I, I, I talk about. I, I, I mention this story every once in a while, but Pat makes a good point bringing it up. Um, every time I see it, I think of Christmas, not just because the movie takes place during uh, the holiday season, but because for whatever reason, I decided that it might be an interesting game and convinced my brother to put it on his Christmas list. Uh, and he used Ooh. up one of his present <laughs> slots for it. And that game was awful, miserable. Uh, but my brother and I played the hell out of it was, anyway. Was there acrimony for a while after that? No, surprisingly, my brother was young and he probably got something else that year that he liked and it wasn't a big deal for him, but... I remember him not being particularly upset about it, but I remember feeling guilty about that for years and years. Oh, you were? Oh, yeah. I just sat there. I un- still f- feel kind of guilty about it. Sat there unplayed and dusty? Yeah. All right. Um, I might I might do an actual video on this in general about the, all the my best games I got for Christmas and things like that, but I'm going to go to um, a couple of things off the beaten track because obviously, yeah, I got the NES games for Christmas. I, I talked about that in an NES Punk video about... I got Akari Warriors and Spy Hunters separately the same Christmas in 87 when I got Super Mario Brothers in the console set. So obviously I play. I have memories of playing those. Mm-hmm. Probably out of all, all three of those, the, honestly, the memory is probably of playing Akari Warriors more than the other two for some reason. I'm not sure why. I mean, I like that arcade game a lot better. Those are the reasons I got those because I, I loved Akari Warriors in the arcade uh, at, at Spaceport and I loved Spy Hunter, the sit-down version. Those were, I played those in the arcade. Those are the two games I played. Um, but I'm going to go into handhelds. Because I always got handhelds for Christmas because you know why they were cheap, and I wasn't the no, tigers. Uh, but even before that, though, so I got the Radio Shack Highway game. Two buttons, you go left, right in the highway. Radio Shack, I had like about, that one. Radio actually. Shack had a series of those handhelds in the in the mid eighties. They kept re releasing them with different shells. Uh, I still have the original one. I still have it. I kept it since I was a kid. So that's the one I own right now. They had a tank one. They had a, uh, a, a space alien attack one. They were like three or four, maybe five. So I remember playing that. I remember my cousin Chris got the blue tank one, 
which was cooler because you like you have to like I think like you had to you had to shoot the missiles coming in. I forget. It was a cooler concept than highway. Highway's just like don't hit the logs. Just in the dot, road. yeah, dot, dot, dodge stuff. So he never let. Me, but, but Chris, of course, never, never let me play the tank one, the blue one. Um, but so I have memories of, of that because we we'd all we all got them one Christmas for some reason all the all the cousins would go to like my one aunt's and uh, on my mom's side we'd all you know there was like ten cousins twelve cousins on that one side the other side of my family was only one cousin it's a lot there's a lot less siblings um, so we all would play the handhelds I guess they were cheap the radio shot was I don't know what they cost back then fifteen bucks probably maybe but then I I got the tiger ones a- after that for a few years I owned about four tiger ones as a kid the first one I got. For Christmas was it might have been that Christmas because uh, yeah it was probably eighty seven I got the original football one since that first year was before right before the license stuff hit that first year eighty seven about I got the original football one with the D pad on the right side I'll never forget that the D pad on the right side just to screw with you so they put the D pad for a few on the right side I hated Tiger. that yeah that was but, so annoying then they got then they realized we can't do that we're screwing with people's head we'll put them on the left side so I got football and played the hell out of that especially in cars. Like on car trips, like I probably did my grandma's. My grandparents might have given me that one actually. So played the hell out of that one, as well. Um, and then the following year, though, eighty, it must have been eighty-eight because that's when a lot more of the licensed ones came out. I got Double Dragon and I got Ninja Gaiden. I'm pretty sure if not, if Ninja, no, Ninja Gaiden probably came out in eighty-nine because that's when the game came out. I had the Double Dragon but, one, so I got Double Dragon eighty-eight and I got Ninja Gaiden eighty-nine, and I loved those. Uh, first of all, I loved them in the tree because they were in the, the blister packs. Yeah. And so they were they were packed. With, I remember seeing it in gold gift wrap. I never forget that. At five like four thirty in the morning, and it was just cool to see something like, like the shape of that. Sure. And, and the, so I remember getting those and playing the hell out of those around Christmas. Uh, the other couple that I remember playing in particular, I got um, X Wing uh, CD version on the PC. My uh, I got that. I would, probably would have been let's see X Wing came out either ninety two or ninety three. Whatever next year is when the CD one came out with the full audio and I remember getting that for Christmas that was one of the best Christmas gifts I ever got because talk about being burned out in Star Wars you were you were clamoring for Star Wars content in the early 90s and that was the first major game I remember besides probably Rebel Assault but that was the first one that was an actual like real experience because Rebel Assault is just like on rails it's like who cares it's kind of cheap you can't really replay Rebel Assault but X-Wing was fantastic that sort of blew the lid open on what you can do with a Star Wars game was uh that came out before at Rebel Assault? What, what year did Rebel Assault come out? Ninety three, I think. Yeah, it, I think Rebel Assault two was ninety seven. I think. I mean, was it ninety? Was that late? But um, e- either way, um, X Wing was an excellent game. Uh, that I remember playing around that Christmas time, and that was our second PC we got. We finally upgraded. We upgraded to the four eighty six after we had our IBM XT that my dad got in like eighty five. So we 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 went about seven years between compu- new computers. That's mm-hmm. a long time for go, to go from an XT to a 46 is like light years to getting, you know, we got Windows 3.1 on that damn thing. And still a DOS boot to play uh, X-Wing on that. Uh, other than that, only the memory I have around Christmas or the holidays, uh, I will say, not technically Christmas gift because my father gave it to me uh, two weeks before, is playing a lot of Keith Courage and Alpha Zones and playing a lot of Bloody Wolf because I won that contest in the Christmas of December of ninety. So I won that contest. And so I got Bloody Wolf. And the, the still still relevant for another six months or so only, TurboGrafx-16. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got that. Um, yeah. Well, what, was it 90 or 89? I always forget that. It might have been, been 89 because it was probably part of their launch marketing campaign. And I remember them talking about Bonk. But if it was 90, they might have given you Bonk because Bonk came out spring of 90, I believe. So it might have been 89 I got that. Because I remember it was still fresh and new. 
Maybe by 90 would have been old hat by Chris's of 90 already, like a year and a half in. Mm-hmm. But that, that was the memories of the games I have because, like, getting that TurboGrafx-16 was, like, the biggest surprise ever that I won that won that stupid contest and my dad thought I didn't win. So, But then it showed up and they gave it to me early. Maybe that would have been better as Chris's present, though, under the tree. My dad could have faked that, he, that you know. Not fake it, but I would have knew I won it. But So that was, that was a special time uh, there. Is that it? That's it. Is that all? Did we cover everything there? We, we did. Memories. And this year, uh, I'm I'm getting uh, for Christmas. Uh, my mom makes me cookies, so it's a game of how 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 can I space it out so I don't eat 35 cookies in within like two days. So I have to space out a couple cookies a day. I'm I'm real excited uh, to be honest with you. I didn't mention this in the uh, intro, but Vani got me a chest freezer for Christmas, and I'm so excited. A chest freezer? A chest freezer? What is that? Like a big freezer. I was thinking something you put in your chest. No, like a chest. Like it's like a chest. Like you open it so you, I can like an ice box. Yeah, so I can buy like tons of like I can. I, I like to. I, my problem with cooking is I I generally buy I buy a lot of fresh, which is good. But because our fridge is small, I don't have a lot of room to like pre-buy meats and stuff like that. So now I'll be able to put like roasts and chicken wings and all sorts of stuff in there. I'll be able to make extra large batches of food and freeze it for. For uh, rainy days, I'm very, very excited, and it comes today. Where are you gonna fit that? You fit your, uh, that big next to the kitchen along the along that window. Oh, so it's like this big? It's like a bread box sort of thing? No, it's it's a chest. It's big. It's bigger than like the one in my garage, like a like one where you put a dead body in, uh, like a like, trunk, like a like a traditional right, trunk. You saw the one in my garage yeah, before, right? I think I'll show you. Anyway, it was here when I got it. There might, might have been a dead body in there. No, I'm kidding. All right, it's time for some voice messages. Thanks so much. We appreciate them. Just, just guys, do me a favor. Try to keep them shorter, just so we, we keep things moving. If you leave a voice message, you can do so at anchor.fm slash the CU podcast via the app or on your microphone right there. And so we're gonna, we might trim a couple of these down here, and uh, to keep things moving. So this this first one is from Alex. Hey guys, my name's Alex. I was just wondering what each of you think is the most uh, infamous examples of games that are not particularly good, probably not worth your time, but are ridiculously overpriced on account of their rarity. Thanks a lot. I mean, the NES is probably the poster child for that out of all the systems. Uh, I was having a conversation with someone the other day. I think the N64 is a pretty damn good candidate, too. When you look at the really expensive games for that system, you've got Stunt Racer, you've got a bowling game, you've got Clay Fighter, which no one actually gives a shit to play. Worms Armageddon is a really good game on that system, um, but you can get Worms Armageddon any number of other ways that aren't super expensive. So while I agree with you that the NES is definitely up there... um, you know, some one. of those expensive games on the NES are are good. I Power uh, Power Blade Two is good. Um, I mean, it's overrated, but Little Samson is good. Gunnack is good. Metal Storm is good. So there are a lot of good expensive games on there. But there are a ton that are, are just because they're rare. They're worth a ton of money. Sure, I'm not denying that. I just Cheetah Man Two is worth thousands of dollars. Action Fifty Two is worth hundreds of dollars. Same events is worth ten grand. Uh, just the cart. Sure. I mean, it's just it. The balance is just so off. Just because it's hard to find, you know, these games like Sunday Fun Day and Menace Beach. It's a uh, it's it's brother game or sister game. They they go for hundreds of dollars. All those Color Dreams games are worth money. There's no Color Dreams game that's only a five dollar game. They're all worth 
dozens of dollars for the most part. Dozens. Dozens. Well, it was like Captain Comic, but then dozens again, of bucks. Captain Comic used to be like a twenty dollar game, maybe. I think we sold it for fifteen forever, but yeah, yeah. Probably, even that's probably gone. But up. most of the, m- m- fucking Chiller goes for a ton of money, and that's horrible, awful, miserable. You know, so like all all those ACGI games, death rate, like yeah. The NES is, is bad when it comes to that. You can just pick off any of those ones. All the other consoles, for the most part, um, the gameplay quality has something to do with the price, a little bit, at least. For most of the, most of the other consoles, for the rare stuff. I said for the six, most part. 64, no, but... like say, but, but those games aren't a huge amount of money com- in comparison to the NES ones. But. Sure. But then, I mean, look at PC Engine. That is a system where I do think a lot of the higher-priced games... There are some that are not great, but a lot of them do correlate to being pretty good games, yeah. too. Magical Chase would not be $5,000 if it wasn't a good game. Absolutely would not be. My question to you guys today right. is, what console or game comes to mind, or plural, that you could just leave in nostalgia land forever? Like, it actually almost sends you through a crisis to even play at this point. You would- okay. What's one that would send you... Just, just it, through a wall. If you had to play it again, that nostalgia you can leave behind. Honestly, I, not to always talk shit about it, but my most recent experiences with the N sixty four did not do anything to uh, change my opinion that I, I just don't what, need it. What game in particular? Um, all of them. I, I mean, I, 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 was, I was playing good games on there. I was playing games that I, I like, like uh, Pokemon Snap and Snowboard okay. Kids and stuff like that. And they're still good games, but it's just... You just like the console enough for it. Yeah, I don't like the console enough to ever really need it. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. All right, let me try to find... You have no answer? Oh, oh, what games? Oh, okay, I should do that. I'm, try- I'm trying to see which ones I'm skipping here. Um, so... Um, I would say the ones that nostalgia can be left behind would probably be it had to be ones I had as a kid that I forced myself to like and now I can't go back to Akari Warriors I know that's horrible but like yeah you force yourself to like that game as a kid and you can't stand it anymore um, that that's one um, um, now that now Three Stooges I actually enjoy kind of in a weird way but if you, yeah, if you asked me that 20 years ago I would have said no I don't ever want to play that game ever again sure but I, I've grown to like reappreciate it uh, somehow um, I don't really, honestly, I don't have to play, like, uh, a lot of the Zapper games ever again. Like, I mean, Duck Hunt's fine, but that's really like, oh, you play for 30 seconds and you're done. You get the experience and you're like, okay, I shot a, I shot a duck. And it's cute. I love it. But that's it. Rampage would be one for me. Oh, yes. We're going to have to ramp. Yes. You never play Rampage ever again. Ever, 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 ever. We talked ever, about ever, this ever. a little bit during the marathon, too, but it's kind of the same way I feel about Wild Gunman or uh, Duck Hunt in that um, I am... My curiosity is satisfied before I'm even close to running out of lives or being done with the game. I can play one level in Rampage and be like, all right, you know, that's probably enough. I've got I've yeah. got this here. Maybe, I could do one or two rounds maybe, of Duck Hunt and be like, all right, that's good. Maybe that's an interesting Q&A topic. It's like, what game are you satisfied with playing for like 30 seconds or a minute? Yeah. Maybe that could be a topic. Maybe I can think of a lot of games. Mm-hmm. Right. It's T-Busta again. You know, all these stupid vanity projects like the Television Amico and that N64 shell with the HD but not really HD conversion kit. You know, all these, these expensive projects, these massive undertakings for products that nobody asked for. They got me thinking about what niches are there that could be filled, things that people actually do want and need. 
Okay, what are ones people actually w- would want? And of course, the b- number one thing to me is be it would be the zapper. You can do it on HD TV. Speaking of duck hunt, that's number one. Yeah, I, I think that's that's one. Um, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, that's the million dollar question, isn't it? That's what people sit around and that, try. That's to... why people are investing millions of dollars into a console that's going to fail when it gets uh, probably delayed again. It's that's the question we're trying to think of. What 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 market can we get at that all these other companies somehow missed? I mean. The history of, of video games is filled with mostly consoles that did not do well. Yes. Like, probably half of all the consoles that came out, at least, were filled. All you have to do is think back to the 90s, the 90s oh, yes. console marketplace, where, I mean, granted, they all weren't at the same time, but you think about the CDI, the 3DO, the Jaguar. 32X. Uh, 32X. Uh, you yeah. know, all of these things. that uh, the, the Apple Pippin. <laughs> uh, sure. The Neo Geo, I mean, it was it, it sold, but it was... It, the, the market was just absolutely flooded. So many flooded. attempted to slice these so many different ways, and there's only so much... That people so, want or need. Good question, and there's definitely answers to it, but yeah, it's one that requires a lot more thought. And the reason it's not so easy to answer is, I mean, that's the key to making money: is nail- landing on that concept. Hey, Pat, Ian, big fan of the podcast. I re-listened to your evisceration of the Atari VCS pretty frequently to kind of lighten my day. Okay. Uh, question for the both of you is: uh, seeing kind of the graphical and. I guess just the power of consoles probably reaching closer and closer to their ceiling. How viable do you think VR tech will be in the near future? Um, I, I mean, I mean, is it fairly viable now? I mean, viable? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. In terms of viability, I think it's viable now, and I think it's only going to get better. Thanks, Alex. Um, whether or not it's it's going to uh, take on the world by storm, no. And I, I think I mentioned that. Last week on this podcast, or I mentioned it during the marathon, I can't recall. Um, but I, I mean, I play VR, and I, you know, it's it's neat, it it's it's fun. But to me, when I play a video game, I want to sit on my fat ass and relax um, and, yeah. and play. And I think there's always going to be the majority of people who want to look at video games as I said passive when I talked about it last, but that's not exactly right. But um, a sedentary. Sort yes. of hobby. Not, I mean, you not, look at not look, totally active. It, it wasn't VR, but look at the Wii. There was lots of those exercise games, and people bought them up because they thought it was going to be the next big thing. But they're just not used that much. When you have to get up and run around to play a game, it's suddenly, in some way, shape, or form, you're adding exercise into the equation, and it's not always something that someone wants to mix with something else. Hey, Pat and Ian. So we know GameStop's on the way out, and it got me thinking. Do you think we'll ever see the kind of nostalgia for GameStop that people have for Blockbuster? Will we see people treasuring their power of reward cards like they do their old Blockbuster cards? And if so, how long do you think it'll take before the kind of nostalgia sets in? Thanks. Perfect, Jeffrey. Perfect cadence and timing of a question. Thank you. Under 20 seconds. Um, Very good question. I think I think we will. It might take a couple decades once, once, once it's totally wiped off the earth. People are like, yeah, I miss going to a game store and trying to search for a, a game that I want, but Browsing for games isn't like browsing for movies, though. Sure. You usually know what game or type of game you are after before you get in. With a, with a blockbuster, a lot of times you have no clue, and that's sort of, sort of fun. Let's just look and, see, and discover something. Right. With games, it's a lot different, because with a game, you're spending a lot more money. You're not spending a $3 to rent it, first of all. You can be spending 10 20 30 40 bucks. And that experience lasts a lot longer than like 90 minutes, usually, playing a game. So you got to be more careful what you want. But I, do, I still think people will be like, yeah, here's my... Power Up Rewards card I had in 2005 because I still have my Blockbuster card. I still have it somewhere. 
I think there will be some nostalgia for it as well, but I think it will take a lot longer to get there um, than it did with something like Blockbuster um, for a couple of reasons. One, it's gonna GameStop is going to need some time between whenever it finally collapses and people being nostalgic for it to... Uh, time needs to smooth away the rough edges. Yes. Everything that people hated about about GameStop because there's a lot of things people don't like about GameStop. Blockbuster, sure, it was a corporation. It may have pushed out mom and pop stores, but I think most people, you know, there wasn't like movie trade-ins. You know, there what? There's no memory of being offered, you know, pennies for the game that you paid sixty for. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, eliminating GameStop does not really eliminate that experience. You can go in and buy a video game off the shelf at a lot of places. You can do it at Target. Sure. You can do it at Best Buy. You can do it at you know most big physical retailers. Uh, when Blockbuster went away, that was taking with it a very specific experience that for the most part, does not exist anymore. Yeah. The ability to walk into, um, you know, a movie rental place with your friends, your significant other, your parents, and go in kind of open-minded and have that fun experience. Like we've got to settle on a movie. We've got to pick something because that's what we're doing tonight. And as you said, cost of the transaction definitely goes into it. You're far more willing to, you know, wing six bucks on a random movie than you are on a $60 game. Um, So I don't think that they're, I don't think that they're necessarily comparable experiences. That said, people get nostalgic for literally everything. Everything. Anything oh, yeah. that is gone for five years or more, people will be nostalgic about. It hap- it, it's just it, it, oh. it's crazy. So yes, I do think inevitably there will be some nostalgia for GameStop at some point. All right, next one. Hey, Pat and Ian, this is Goblin Blood. Thank you for answering my question last week. Um, I don't really have a question this week. I just wanted to add a comment. Thank you guys for all you do. Your podcast has been helping me out with a lot of... Uh, mental health issues I've been having lately and it's been an extremely good comfort for me and this was a really hard time of year and I really appreciate what you guys do and just keep up the good work thanks guys oh you're welcome Goblin Blood and I know this has been a weird year it's been hard mentally on a lot of people this year um, it's because some people are in isolation some people are around people more they don't want to be around so it, it's a totally different totally different experience for a lot of people this year for a lot of people so like they, they, they had to adjust and some people uh, it's hard to do that adjustment yeah, I mean, this year's been tough, and, uh, you know, good on you for being able to um, persevere and, you know, uh, keep on moving. And, you know, just remember that there's always people out there to reach out to if you need to talk to someone about the mental health issues. You know, uh, depression's a real thing, and it can be uh, extremely crippling. So, you know, uh, keep your head up, and thank you for listening. All right, next is Brandon. Got a couple more here. Hey, Pat and Ian, I have a question regarding Xbox 360 and Xbox 360 games to collect. I think a lot of people agree right now that Xbox 360 is at one of the lowest points it can as far as games value. So my question being, what are some of the types of games that you recommend people trying to search out and find that would be pennies on the dollars compared to what they could be in the future? What do you think, Ian, for the Xbox 360? It's an investment question. <laughs> um, you know... It, it, is it too I, early? It's it's not. It's a little too early. That's what I had said earlier. I, I think it might be too early to discuss this, but I think there are some general rules of thumb you can always follow when buying games for an old system. Pick up the RPGs. Um, there were some shooters released on the 360 stateside, like Raiden 4 
and Death Smiles. You know, those are titles that are always going to potentially um, go up in price. And pick up any, like, niche titles. Pick up any horror games. Any horror games that you can find on the 360, I'd recommend getting. Um, getting the uh, original release copy of um, Deadly Premonition, I always think, is probably going to be worth something at some point. Um, but yeah, the, 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 the spookier the horror games, um, any sort of shooter that gets a physical release, and certainly any RPGs have always shown on older systems or uh, systems that you know have a library that ends up being collectible at some point in the future. Those are always the games that initially go for more money. Two more. Hi, Pat and uh, Ian. This is Doug from uh, the United Kingdom. Uh, this question is for Pat. Um, I need some diet tips. I've heard of something where you restrict your food intake for a number of hours during the day can't quite remember what it's called i'm sure pat's an expert on this um anyway love the podcast see ya bye <laughs> doug are you being a little cheeky you're being a little cheeky with pat that's a british term right now i think you're referring to intermittent fasting right there and then the last one last question right now hey pat hey Ian. this is trabian from michigan i've been listening to the podcast now uh, since I was in middle school, and I am now 19 and graduated high school this year. Jesus. So I've been listening to the podcast for a long time. And I was wondering if you guys ever thought that um, you might be passing on your knowledge of retro video games and the other topics uh, that you guys talk about on a podcast to a younger generation. Um, thanks, thanks, uh, thanks, Trabian. I'll, I'll let it slide right there. We'll go from there. Um, wow, so you started listening when you were like 12? Holy crap, I'm old. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I, obviously you're passing knowledge along to a younger generation, potentially. I always looked at me doing the NES Punk videos and doing video game years and whatever else, doing the podcast and content, to focusing on people that already know this stuff, that want to learn about it. But of course there's always going to be a younger generation that discovers it. I mean, I go to all these gaming conventions and you see younger kids that are like, even their 20s is younger. They didn't grow up with the NES in their 20s and, and they're they're buying it. Uh, they're buying some of this stuff, and they're 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 exploring, they're experimenting a little bit, and going backwards in time. And then, obviously, you know, you learn about this. I mean, if, especially for Nintendo, so Nintendo's always pushing out the old stuff, or at least referencing it. So, oh, I want to learn about the the game before this came out that I, that I'm familiar with. So, um, yeah, I, but passing on knowledge makes it sound like we're like soothsayers or we're like sages. But um, no, I guess it's an interesting part of it. I don't usually focus on when um when I'm you know doing all this stuff. But yeah, I, I guess it's it's cool. Uh, yeah, I mean, similar to Pat, I, you know, I, I know that there are younger people and generations that are interested in this stuff. Uh, I guess I don't really think too, too much about who I'm speaking to when I do this podcast. Um, but I guess I would have always assumed it to kind of be, be a um, preaching to the choir, speaking to people our yeah. own age sort of thing. I kind of figured that our podcast, while while you know, we're we're not journalists, but we pass on news to people who know that they want to hear that news and are probably already in the know, but maybe don't catch up on all of this stuff, or they want to hear our opinions on it. So I definitely think it's cool that there are younger people listening to us, and if they're picking anything up from it, um, that's awesome. But yeah, no, I I you know I yeah, I never really did. Con- stop to think about that much. Yeah, I mean, I, I see that you can see the demos on on YouTube for sure. It's a little bit tougher to get the demos. Uh, but they are available somehow on um, for podcasts. But yeah, it's always like whatever the thirty or like the, you know thirty four to whatever forty nine. That's our demo. Sure. You know, it, it, the demo is our age basically because we're talking about games that we played. 
you know, whatever, uh, ex excellential, old millennial. You know, that's that's our generation. So that's, but yeah, it's nice to hear that you, you know you pass through middle school and high school and I'm in college and you're all, all growing up with us uh, now, Trey. <laughs> and so thanks for that. Thanks for everyone for the for the uh, the voicemails. We'll try to do these. We got a lot of backlog. I think people are getting into this more. And um, yeah, maybe we'll maybe we'll do one uh, next next before Christmas. We'll get our hats on. We'll have fun next time. All right, that is that. That's it for the CU podcast. This that was, is this, this episode. This was a fun uh, ditty. This was a fun ditty. Um, remember this. Remember, I'm talking. This is getting your orders at ultimatenintendo.com. Get them in today, the fifteenth, if you can. Maybe Wednesday morning. But if you want that book, there, you know, the, the warehouse is shipping out lots of stuff from lots of people that are warehousing they're going to be a few days behind getting them out the door so make sure you do that um don't but don't blame pat <laughs> it's not my fault um and then yeah uh i might do a video christmas video we'll see i got 10 days which isn't bad i've done them before this is gonna be a simpler one so um i think uh, yeah i might do one i can write it and get, get it done um I'm not going back home, so I have to rush it up and hop on literally a plane two hours after the video's done. That's not happening this year. That was nuts that I did that, and and that video turned out with no glitches or flaws too. It was like it was like it was, that was the Christmas miracle. Ian, it came out before Christmas. Yeah, I know. It came rare. out Christmas Eve. That that's is, only happened that is extremely rare. That happened once or twice. Oh, 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 a couple times they came out in Christmas, but it's been extremely rare where a Christmas video I did has come out before Christmas. You know, I have my Super Bowl video come out halftime of Super Bowl. <laughs> the one you would te- remember that with Tech yeah. Bowl. I literally uploaded, and that's when the, that's when the Giants beat the beat the um, uh, the, the uh, fucking God Patriots the second time. That was that Super Bowl, oh, yeah, 2011 or 12 when it was. But um, and Frank was over and watching. I'm rambling though, so get your Christmas shopping done. Whatever holiday gifts, whatever you're celebrating, uh, get get that shopping done. Uh, and hopefully, this is like the reset point at Christmas. I'm hoping like this will actually be like a new, usually the, when the new year comes, it's bullshit. Oh, it's a new year, fresh start. This potentially actually could be more relevant than most years. Like it's a potential turn the page from this year. Knock on wood. So um, we're almost there. We got two weeks left. Be safe out there, especially around Christmas. I'm, talk- I'm talking like we're doing our last show before Christmas or not. So I'm gonna stop rambling. All right. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs>